Hello and welcome to a very special, the most special episode of I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things. Um, this week, slash two week, slash fortnight, for all you Zoomers out there, um, we are thinking of celebrating things and then we're thinking of ranking things and we're thinking of anniversary things. That's right, dear listener, myself, Stephen, my good friend Vaughan. Hello, Vaughan. Hello, Stephen. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we've been doing this for a year now, um, yeah. ever since. Um, so should we talk about, um, very, very briefly, um, how this podcast came about? I feel like we should, although it's not, maybe not as interesting as a story of, <laughs> of people <laughs> might be expecting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how to talk it about is, um, as as the Twin Geeks podcast kind of like tra- transitioned a bit away from a focus on recent releases, and Vaughn and I are very kind of like, we like to keep up with the cinemas. Um I think the primary primary impetus was I think we both wanted a a, a platform where we could do something together um, because we yeah. we liked collaborating and working together, um, and we we're kind of looking for a thing. And we both had been to see No Time to Die, and we had both had so many complaints of it. And mid like a Discord DM chat, I was like, we should this we should just do a podcast episode about about this. And then we pitched to Calvin, where can we put this? And then from that, yeah. I was like, okay, that could be the release show. And I was like, yes, but. I want to talk about it with spot full spoiler details because obviously it kind of like neuters the conversation. Um, so just a want to complain about a James Bond film pretty much um, birthed this this now year old podcast. So there you go. Yeah, and I think even at first when you pitched it to me, it was just like let's just do kind of a one off thing. Let's just talk about No yeah. Time to Die because we both want to complain about this movie. And yeah. I was like, absolutely, don't like this. Let's do it. And then it just kind of very quickly became let's turn this into a show and do it every two weeks exactly so um our plan for this episode i believe you've got an amount of emails from our, our listeners to go through at the end but before um we are not going to talk about halloween ends though i assure you it's excellent um it's true well well i say excellent it's really fun um <laughs> i would say instead, excellent. instead we're going to go through every major movie we've had an episode about and the kind of like primarily featured grab bag. So not everything we talked about, but we've narrowed it down to forty. So yes. may every if it has an episode named after it, it's in the list. And we cut a few. We had like a list of like forty-four, I think. And we cut it down to forty, based on they weren't really worthwhile. They weren't really spoken about properly. Yeah. And now we have a list, and we're going to rank our first year of the podcast. Yes, um, going to go through and you will have a definitive list of year mm. one of I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things, our favorite to least favorite collectively, because there are yeah. some that are gonna we're probably going to have to get into here for ones yeah. that we disagree on. Um, which I'm looking forward to solving this problem on air. Um, so should we read for the list first? Should we do 10 on, 10 off? Um, like you we'll read 10, I read 10? Is that what you're yeah. suggesting? Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously in no order yet. Apart, this is the, this is vaguely release order or yes. order of what we got to on the podcast. Um, so, Vaughn, read the first ten for me. Okay. So starting off, we've got Blonde, Moon Age Daydream, Don't Worry, Darling, See How They Run, Saloon, Neptune Frost, Three Thousand Years of Longing, Nope, Bodies, 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 Pray, The Lad Goodbye, The Black Phone, The Gray Man, After Yang. Ambulance, Cha Cha Real Smooth, Flux Gourmet, Crimes of the Future, The Secrets of Dumbledore, and RRR. Excellent. That was 20 films, but good job. Um, 
Then we have Men, Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, what? Is that Dune? Yes, that, yes, is, Dune. that is Dune. Dune part one. I was like, why is that there? <laughs> I, was, I was like, surely Dune is further down. Um, Dune part one, Magic Spot, um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The North Man, Turning Red, The Batman, Kimmy, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is it The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I think it's just Lick- Texas. Texas, just Texas, Texas, the band Texas, um, Licorice Pizza, Zeros and Ones, The Tragedy of Macbeth, House of Gucci, Eternals, Spencer, The French Dispatch, and 007 James Bond presents On His Majesty's Secret Service, No Time to Die. Excellent. That is our list of 40 that is now going to be chopped up and Mm. reorganized from first to worst. So That's a I, good question. I was thinking of an ABC tier system to begin with. Okay. Um, I mean, ABCD tier system. So if you like think... 10, 10, um, 10, 10? Yeah, basically. But like, do you okay. think this could be in the top 10? This could be um, top 20, blah, 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 top 30, yeah, top yeah. 40. Um, and then we can work it out from there and go, actually, do we like this right. bottom 10? Okay. Do we like that this top sense. 10? Start wide and then get more granular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that's probably the easiest way to tackle this because it's hard to just go straight down. For yes. Things. Would you think it might be easier to start with our bottom ten? Start with our D tier. Yeah. Start with. So let's go across this and go for films. Each take in turns to pick a film that is D tier until we have ten in the D tier, okay. and then see if we're pleased with that. So, you go first. Uh, blonde easily D tier. I'm putting that yeah. right at the bottom. Totally agree, totally agree. Um, Don't Worry Darling is easily D-tier. I would also agree with that. Um, Let's see what we've got next for D-tier. Pretty good Mm -hmm. run there. I'm going to go The Grey Man, probably going to be D-tier. Yep. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore is D-tier. Absolutely is D-tier. Yeah. Um, Multiverse of Madness. Mm, Going right down there at the bottom. There's some controversial picks I could go for here, but I'm going to go for Eternals. Eternals is D-tier. Yes. Well, we can start with the stuff that we definitely yeah. agree on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, yeah. has to be in the bottom as well. Totally agree. Um, ooh, of these ones we've got left. So here's where we start to get a bit controversial. So we need four more in the bottom here. Really? I've still got one, one safe one, I think. Only one? Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe we agree. There's, there's a few here that I would happily, <laughs> happily slap down the D here. Oh, hello. See how they run. I forgot that was there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna slap. Um, see how they run. Okay. Okay. Put that down there. Um, yeah. I think the French Dispatch can can stick in the D tier. Oh, that was already there. It I, was already I, there, but I, 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 I want to clarify. Sorry, it belongs I was, I in the bottom. Yeah, I would have definitely gone for that. So my bad on that one. I thought that was there. Um, so yeah, we've got blonde. So one, two, three, four, five. We need two cool. more. Okay, no time to die. Yeah, no time to die. Okay, so that's already one. there as well. Yeah. Okay, so then one more. What should I do? Um, I think I can pretty safely put Sonic in the D tier as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we're we're both in agreement that movie's bad. Yeah. Okay, so that is our D tier. Should we read off what we've got here? For yeah, the, for so our... these are the, the, the ten worst movies. Okay, so Sonic 2, and these are still yep. in no particular order for the bottom yep. ten, but this is our grouping. 
Sonic 2, No Time to Die, The French Dispatch, See How They Run, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Multiverse of Madness, The Secrets of Dumbledore, Don't Worry Darling, The Gray Man, Eternals, and Blonde. Cool. Should we order this 10 before moving on, or should we... Yeah, let's do that. That might build the the suspense here even a little more. I think there are two movies here that are better than the others. Um, And I would say that it's See How They Run and Doctor Strange. Really? You think those are at the top? I would have picked two totally different movies. Okay, which would you go for? I would have gone for No Time to Die and The French Dispatch at the top. Oh, no. I... mm. I don't like either of them, but I think there is more things that I like about them than the rest of these movies. Okay. Mm. Let's go French Dispatch at the at the top of the at the top of this tier. Okay, so number thirty is the French Dispatch. Then No Time to Die. Okay. Then see how they run because it's innocuous. That's yeah, it's pretty nothing. And then multiverse because it has good bits about it, but is mostly bad. Yeah, I like Multiverse of Madness a lot less than you do, but I would I can live with that. Yeah, I know. I think I think it's bad. I think it's a bad movie. Um, but there are there are little bits in it that I that people, yeah. Mm. So now we've got really? Sonic at thirty four, and I think that's fine for it to be honest. I'm actually going to check where I have these movies on my list because they're so low down. It's I find it so much harder to rank the bottom because at that point oh, I, just don't really, I don't really care. It's... And it, I often end up just putting... It's easy to put the most recent thing because if it's like if it made me irrationally angry then it's just like I want to put it at the bottom. Maybe so Blonde ha- isn't really the worst thing but I yeah. hated it that much. I have Sonic as above um, Multiverse on my list. And I would agree Which, with that. It's above yeah. and above. I'm not going to reference my list because not being consistent is funny for some reason. Yeah, I also have seen how they're on lower um, there, but those things might change over time. Let's see how. Let's, you know what? I'm going to look at my list again. Let's see. This is how I feel at the moment. Okay. Let's let's put away. Um, yeah, I think we could put. I think Sonic again, innocuous. I think it's fine. And there are bits in it that I thought were kind of cute, and amusing. In fact, I might bump it up to to thirty to thirty two. Okay, I can yeah. with that. That's not bad. Yeah. I. I agree. I, there's enough. Like Sonic is inoffensive. It's stupid and I bad, liked but the goofy wedding humor in that movie. <laughs> because it's like the least Sonic movie. <laughs> because it's just stupid. I, 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 I ignore the doofiness of that. I ignore that doofiness. Um, okay. Um, oh. the bottom five or the yeah the bottom five here is tough. Yeah. I would it's... maybe put the Gray Man at the top of this this five yeah i think so it's like mm. very bottom five is is very difficult i don't know there's there is a there are a couple of bits in texas chainsaw that i like i'm but trying i'm trying to remember the <laughs> stabbing chainsaw. stabbing someone in the neck with like a bit of someone yeah there was out. there was that. much more there were enough points in texas chainsaw i was like this is gnarly and i'm enjoying it yeah, the gray, gray man, man was just is... nothing the whole time. Yeah, okay, so, so yeah, okay. Texas Strange. This is so diminishing returns. Um, okay, so... Dumbledore versus Gray Man. I think Gray Man beats Dumbledore. Yeah, absolutely. Although my ratings might not reflect that, but I, yeah, 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 at this point, I... I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is on feel of it, and also 
extra textual elements made me go i just don't care yeah i i I might put eternals above don't worry darling and i think i'd be happy with that yeah okay yeah yeah okay we're doing is absolutely terrible and then blonde at the bottom so i think we'll just move on for now and then we'll read yeah 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 yeah. um okay so should we move to our c tier now Mm -hmm. this is more difficult this is it's difficult it's a it's an interesting tier I think Ambulance is definitely Cita. I would absolutely agree with that. I'm going to... That's an easy one. Basically just keep House of Gucci where it is in the C tier. Yeah. I think Men is Cita. I would agree with that. Um, I would put Dune in the C tier. Let's put it at the top of the C tier for now and we'll see. Because okay. you may be right. Um, so it depends how competitive. Right at um, 20... I've got two that I want to put down there that you're not going to want to. Okay. Um, yeah, this is where we're going to start getting into into is, Do I go for the big... I, there might be... Ripley might be appearing on the podcast right now. I don't know if my mic's nice. picking that up. <laughs> no, I can't hear it. I wish I could. Okay. Um, okay. I'll go for the easier one. I think Cha-Cha Ross move should be in, in CETA. <sighs> That's the easier one? Yeah. I think there's stuff that i would be more willing to go for than that i would put i feel like cha-cha is right at the bottom of b tier for me if as far as this podcast goes movie absolutely sucks i don't know if i i don't know if c seems okay fine top gun maverick top gun maverick Yeah, see, this is where it's getting tough because I, <laughs> I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Top Gun in C tier either. Mm, okay, fine. The Batman. But I'm see here's here's what's happening oh, now. I'm Northland. trying to look. I'm trying to look through and like I <laughs> fine licorice pizza, licorice pizza. That you know, I'm, yeah, I can do. I can deal with that. Okay, so that's that's staying pretty much where it is. Um, trying to think of yeah, how do I want to sort through what we've got left? Um, okay, I would be okay leaving Tragedy of Macbeth in C tier. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like it's uh, I think that's a that's a high C tier for me. Um, but yes, I agree. I agree. Okay, so did we put got... did we did we put Dune in the C tier or not? We did. You put it at the okay. top. But I can move it so it's a little easier to see. Yeah. So now cool. we've we've got four yeah. more that we need to put in C. Uh, I think okay. it's on here. Uh Black Phone. Uh yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I would say Dune and Tragedy of Macbeth are better than Black Phone. Yeah, I would agree with that. So we'll have to get through that sorting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that makes sense. What do I want to put in here? Um, all right. Looking through the rest of these, I will concede to putting Cha Cha in here. Yeah, I think so. Because it sucks. Um, we have. I, I mean, it's. I feel like we have more good movies than I initially thought, which is a yeah, good thing. Yeah, I think we do. I think we have a quite. There's been a year of a lot of like. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, I don't know if there are many like outstanding movies, but I think there's been a lot of been like, yeah, that movie's pretty good. I agree with that. All right, so it's uh, I think that's your turn. 
which I think we're probably going to have to return to what uh, what you've already thrown out, which is okay, tough. Which, which one do I really want to throw down there? Um, all right, of these movies that are left, um, since everything above Char Char is still in play. Yes. Um, I I would put the I think I think the Batman is is is, is probably the worst of those movies. Wow. You'd put okay. Well, okay. Um. Hmm. That's fine. I can concede that. Um, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to have to make some sacrifices here. Um, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna refuse to personally. That's <laughs> that's that's fitting for the dynamic of what this podcast has been. <laughs> um, I think we can put Prey uh, as the last movie of the C tier here. Really, you you can say Prey is a is a worse movie than Top Gun Maverick. I will. <laughs> I know that you're not going to agree I mean, with that. When it's when it's obviously better, you love Prey. You really really enjoyed Prey. I did really really enjoy Prey. Prey is maybe your favorite Predator movie. That's not true at all. That's why I said maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went on a limb. I went on a limb. I made a prediction. Was it true? No. That would be that would be pretty wild if I liked Prey more than the original Predator. I think I do. You don't like the original Predator that much? No. I've not watched it for a long time. I have them both as three out of five. They're both five oh, movies. Okay. We're not talking about Predator, though. We need to, <laughs> we need yeah, to get some Predator. Yeah, I Predator is, is Predator better than Dogma well, Yeah, even Prey is, like, you know. See, the thing is, with some of these, I'm okay conceding, but I know very definitively that I'm on I'm on the right side of, <laughs> of the public opinion with Top Gun. Okay, enjoy the military, I guess. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you, okay. You, 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 you want to put Prey down? You know what? I got the Batman. Fine. Put Prey down. All right. I don't even like Prey very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to organize our list yeah. here. So I'll read. Do you want to read off what we've got in our, in our C category? C tier. Yeah. Ambu LA Unts. House of Gucci, a generally good movie. I don't know what's doing on there. Uh, Men, Licorice Pizza, Tragedy of Macbeth, Dune Part 1. The Black Phone, Cha Cha Real Smooth, The Batman, and Prey. This is going to be, this is going to be a tough one to rank these because we've got some disagreements here. So what? Mm. Starting at the bottom because there's definitely some that we do agree on. I think. Would you keep Ambulance right where it is? At the, I at would the keep end? Ambulance. Okay. I would keep Ambulance where it is. I'm okay I with s- that. I could see an argument between us of putting Gucci in that place. Um. But I think Ambulance, because I think I, Gucci at least is iconic. Ambulance is not. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. <laughs> I like Ambulance more than Gucci, but but that's that's okay. I'm not I'm yeah. not going to fight for either of those. Yeah, there you know this is twenty eight and twenty nine. Who really cares? <laughs> exactly. We are labeling these movies as bad. Um, <laughs> I would also be okay leaving Men where it is on twenty seven here. Yeah, I think I think I really think Man absolutely sucks. So I I would agree with that. Um, this might be where we start. Yeah, fighting maybe the black phone here at twenty six. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't think the black phone is is particularly good. Um, and then I would probably put Dune next. 
I don't know what Ooh, you would. So now we've would... got kind of our disagreement movies left. I think Dune's very good. Um, I think Dune is very good. I think Dune is the best of these movies. Okay. I... I think it's Dune and Macbeth and anything else. Yeah. I think the rest. Okay, so you want to have Dune at 20 and then Macbeth at 21? Yeah. Okay. And then so I don't really got... care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't either because these three, I think we are not quite in alignment on, but I feel like for, no. the, sake of, for the sake of the podcast, I think we have to rank them to some degree. Okay, Prey is more uh, interesting than Batman. Prey is a more interesting movie that does a like they both use franchises. I think like Batman gives you more of the same you've had before in a worse way. Um, it's three hours long. It's a trudge. I just don't care about it. Prey is at least like a, a new direction. It gives something new in a f- familiar format, but it's new. Um, okay, and... so <laughs> I like that. We I said get, let's get into it, and it sounds like you're arguing to keep them where they are. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're okay. perfectly ordered. <laughs> genuinely, I think it's Prey, Batman, Charge Hours move. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm fine with that. Hey, and um, you put so... that cha-cha behind licorice pizza, and we're good. Let's. You want to put cha-cha down one? Yeah. I can accept that if that's what you want. I if think that's your both, thought. Both deal with inappropriate relationships. Yeah, uh, I guess it would be which one you think handles it better. Licorice pizza. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I can yeah, I can put Licorice Pizza one more up. I mean, yeah. I do like Licorice Pizza a lot more than you, although I would like yeah. to uh, rewatch it. Um, so that's our C tier. Let's move up to B. This you say be... you like Licorice Pizza a lot more than I. Would you say it's better than The Batman? Um, no, I'm fine. Because I, I would, I would say it is. Okay, let's move Licorice Pizza up. Would you more. say it's better than Prey? <laughs> <laughs> just moving licorice pizza around um, suddenly it's number one it's interesting Calvin. this is like the interesting ranking of splitting the years because like i was i said i think before we started recording recording i'm so used to looking at my 2022 yeah. list yeah. um and have now now having a 2021 movie in here it's i'm trying to figure out where to place it's it messing um, things up, yeah i would i would move licorice pizza above prey i would not <laughs> I know that that's I fine then, then we can leave it there that's okay but no no Licorice Pizza is not very good in prayers way that's fine we can leave it there then okay so okay. then let's move on to B okay I'm okay. going to e- I'm gonna give the easiest B tier here okay we should think I'd say Tokyo Maverick again we know that's going to end up in B tier whatever I'm going to say 3,000 years longing I totally agree with that that's what I would have put there first but instead yeah. I will go bodies 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 in B oh yeah totally 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 uh Kimmy. Yeah, that makes that's a good spot for it. Um, How is the Northman still here? Jesus Christ! Oh, you forgot about the Northman. <laughs> uh, you want to put Northman at it's your, it's your It's your turn. I'll say Northman next time. Uh, okay. Um, I will put Saloon in B, I think. Top Gun Maverick has to go in B. That's I'm fine with that. Things we were arguing whether it should be in C or not. It definitely has to be in B. There's no way that's an A tier film. No, I agree with that. Um, 
Ooh. I mean, yeah, this is these are some tough ones now. Uh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna want note and B. Yeah, I am, but then I'm thinking. I don't think there's that... really enough left for us to go back and forth picking. We're just gonna have to kind of go through them now. How many? How many have we got in B? Um, we have six in B. Six. So okay. So four of movies have to go. Um, I mean, this is not. I mean, to be fair, I think it's more like it's A and A and a half. Realistically, I'm not saying that these are all. Um, well, I mean, it's it's still just a general grouping. And yeah, that's, that's the the ranking will come later. Yeah. Um. So of the movies we've got left, the ones that I'm not as attached to. Ooh, yeah. Nope. Nope. Definitely. I would that's, rather throw um, yeah. nope down there. Nope feels like a. That seems like a good place for it. Um. It's a good list we've got left. We're running out Ooh. of. I'm gonna put Moon Age Daydream in B. I think it would okay, be towards I'm, the top, but I would I would put yeah. it there. I might want to boost that back up, but I'm happy to to make that debate later. That's fine. Okay. Um, okay, so that's you now. I will put RRR down to B. Okay. I think I'm fine with that. Because of political discomfort. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like that movie a lot, but it, mm. it has... Oh, it's great. Uh, it is absolutely has... great, but... There will always be a slight inkling of being like, mm, with that film. Yeah. Um, so we got one movie left. I think out of what we have... Excuse me, what we have left, I think I would say Turning Red. Oh, I love Turning Red. I was going to say Spencer. Interesting. I like Spencer quite a bit more than Turning Red. Yeah, um, I really like them. They're both really, really good. Um, they are both really, really good. I mean, and this oh. is still... I mean, this is our number 10 movie that we're placing here. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. still high in the ranking. Okay, so now we've yeah. got we've got our B tier solidified, which is Turning Red, RRR, Moon Age Daydream, yeah. Nope, Top Gun Maverick, Saloon, Kimmy... Bodies, bodies, bodies. Three thousand years of longing, and the Northman. Right, the Northman can stay right there. <laughs> that's that's okay. I will um, say I, I I like the Northman less um, as it's kind of the time's gone on. Um, you know, sometimes the you like something in the south. moment, and then and then yeah, and then you kind of have more time. Yeah, to yeah, that, that, like that, this. That is, this that is me all the time. That is yeah, constantly me didn't stick with me as much as I had hoped it would. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine with it being at 19. And I think we put Top Gun right in front of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, these are all still B, so I can't be too mad about it. That's in the top... I can't believe Top Gun Maverick's in the top half of the movies. It absolutely sucks. But, you know. Um, okay. That's democracy for hey, you. Your anger for that movie i think i can't get it any higher than that so i'll just i'll leave it there that's okay with me it's still yeah. top half i'm okay with that i like that movie more than you but that's yeah fine. um which you prefer um, longing or bodies 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 i would say longing yeah i'd agree i agree i think same kind of thing i think i gave bodies a higher score I can't it's a cool movie it, 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 but it is a cool movie I, i'm more endeared about it, to but... three thousand years yeah, I mean, re review scores are also 
they exist for an audience as much as they exist for for, yeah, for the writer true. of it to to justify a text. And often you're like, I do actually like this movie, but I have to admit that it's got flaws. So yeah, yeah. Review, review scores are not a science. They are a nice guide to summarise a text, and a text is only so much of what you think that is relevant. You can't write everything. Um, I think Kimmy's really cool. I think Kimmy's a really cool movie. I, I like that movie a lot, and I will always be I think happy it's, for its uh, Seattle I think it's in the right place, though. I think it's in the right place. Yeah, no, I I, I think so as well. Um, and fifteen's a good place to be in. These movies might be in the right place. You think all of these were all good here? I mean, I I I, I would swap turn. I would put Munich Daydream above Turning Red and RRR. Um, um, I can. I would. Okay, I'm fine with that. I would maybe put Kimmy above Saloon if we're talking okay, cool. kind of yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. No, then, consensus here. Then I, I then I agree. Then I agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, I'm happy with that top that that ten, that list of ten there. So now we're going to go into our top ten. If you're happy with that, I think we do this five and five now. Five and five. Okay, so you want to read off our next five films that we've got? So the, this is going to be our bottom five of the top. Oh 10. no, we're not. We're not reading these yet. We need to put yeah. five movies in here. My bad. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So the so the, so the ten we've got left in no order. So for it's easier at home for the the listener. Yes. Neptune Frost, Lad Goodbye, After Yang, Flux Gourmet, Crimes of the Future. Um, everything ever at once. Magic spot. Zeros and ones. Spencer. Uh, I think Spencer can stay where it is. Cool. I think. After Yang can join it. Okay. Um, for now. For now. For now. Okay. No, I can live with that. That's okay. Let's see. I th- am gonna. Go. These are really good movies now. These are yeah. Those, it's it's tough. This is there is not a movie left that I don't really like. Out of what's here, I would maybe put Flux Gourmet next. That's madness. Madness, he says. It's absolutely madness. Flux Gourmet is utterly incredible. I mean, we're still talking about our top seven. Ah, oh, true. Again, I'm not. I'm putting it at the bottom of a list of very good movies. Would you put Neptune Frost next over that? No, I'd put. I'd, but what I'd, would you put next? Crimes of the Future. Okay, that's fine. Um, I yeah, I like that movie much more than most people, even so. Seven is a, a fine spot. And now, and now it. I go from saying Fox Gourmet was complete madness to going, ah, oh, I could put it one space. Like <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes that's how you win your battle, you know. You know what? That's fair. No, that's a, that's a good spot. So now we've got yeah, um, one more. Uh, I think Neptune Frost. I was going to say Lad Goodbye, but yeah, I'd take that. Okay, Neptune Frost can go. Okay, so now... Should we just go through the rest of these? You said five and okay. five, but I think yeah. let's just keep going. Okay, so... Well, yeah, I want to as well as that. Those ones first. So now we have... Oh, gosh. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So now we've got our top ten, so now we should just rank these, right? I guess we were mostly ranked already, so now we just need yeah, to Yeah, so, ranking. yeah, Moonish Daydream, Spencer, After Yang, Crimes of the Future, Flots Gourmet, Neptune Frost, and our top four, I think Lad Goodbye should be number four. I would put Lad Goodbye above zeros and ones. Well, I actually think zeros and ones should be number one. Number one? Yeah, I think so. I think I th- genuinely, wow. I think zeros and ones should be number one. I don't think I can agree with that. The number two, then. 
Zeros and ones at number two, I'm fine with. Okay, so if this is our ranking, are you happy with that? I think I'm happy I, with that. I would prefer to swap the first two round. So what what Vaughn has done is he's put in at number four, Lagabai, in at number three, Magic Spot. The Magic Spot, the Magic Number. Makes sense to me. That seems the parity there is too beautiful to... to to miss he's put zeros and ones number two admittedly did i say him that he should do that yes i did but <laughs> <laughs> he's done put everything ever all at once here's what i'm gonna say okay um everyone is gonna give that movie film of the year because it's the best film of the year we both agree it's the film of the year <laughs> so However... your argument now for our ranking for this podcast <laughs> is let's give it to zeros and ones because that's funnier no not funnier it's i think it doesn't it doesn't like Zeros and Ones could do the recognition. I feel like one more voice saying that everything everywhere all at once is absolutely outstanding. Eh. I think the more interesting, the more like historic. When we look back and go, oh, we did next year, we did this again. And we go, oh, did everything everywhere all at once win? Yeah, did. Yeah, that was great. If we go, you know what? One, zeros and ones. We're like, yeah, that was awesome. You know what? what a great movie. You swayed me. And I, I, honestly, like, I like Zeros and Ones so much. Like, that movie I is don't this think podcast to me. I, I don't think it's a better movie than Everything Everywhere. No, but it's, it's definitely not. No. It's, it's like, it's a movie that's very fun to champion because it's just... Yeah. Yeah. This okay. list is about this podcast. It, it is. is not about the it's best true. movies. It is, it is one You're of the right. best movies for this podcast. And I think Zeros and Ones is this podcast. Okay. So this is our complete And that's why ranking. Magic Spot should be number two. <laughs> you know what should we go all the way and say the movies Ooh. that we want to champion and put everything everywhere at four yeah i think you're right i think you are right or even what if we put it at five five yes yes love that you know what i i like that yeah cool okay. so read out uh you know what let's read out the top 40 okay um how do you want to do, do this five at a time this time okay five, five at a time, time. Okay, I'll read. So, are we starting at the end or the beginning? We're starting at the end. Starting at the end. Okay. The worst movies of all time. The worst movies known to humanity. Okay. Number forty. Blonde. Number thirty-nine. Boo. Don't worry, darling. Ugh. Number (laughs) number thirty-eight. Eternals. The movie you thought we couldn't get worse than we did. (laughs) Number thirty-seven. The Secrets of Dumbledore. Number thirty-six. The Gray Man. Number thirty-five. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) <laughs> I ran. I read one too many, but Good. Uh, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Thirty-four, Doctor Strange, The Monstrous Madness. Um, Thirty-three, See How They Run. Thirty-two, Sonic the Hedgehog. Two, not the Genesis game, not the Mega Drive game, but the movie. Twenty-one, No Time to Die. Over to you. Okay, number thirty. French Dispatch. I said 21, I meant 31. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about correcting you, I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I think I said them all as 20s, but the screen is very far away from me. <laughs> I haven't zoomed out, so they all fit on one page. Um, number 30, The French Dispatch. Number thir- no, 30. 29, Ambulance. Uh, I don't think that's what that movie is called. <laughs> Ambulance. Thank you. <laughs> number 28, House of Gucci. Number 27, Men. Number 26, The Black Phone. Number 25, Somehow, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. 24, <laughs> The Batman. 23, Licorice Pizza. 22, Vaughn's favourite Predator movie, Prey. <laughs> Not true. 21, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Number 20, Dune. Number 19, part, part The Northman. Oh, part yes. what? 
Dune Part 1. Thank you. Number 19, The Northman. Part 1. Number 18, Top Gun Maverick. Part 2. <laughs> number 17, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And number 16, 3,000 Years of Longing. Oh, good movie. Number 15, Saloom. Hell yes. Good movie. 14, Kimmy. 13, it's called Nope because it shouldn't be there. Nope. 12, Rise, Raw, Revolt, or RRR to its friends. And 11, Turning Red. All right, number 10, Moon Age Daydream. Number 9, Spencer. Number 8, After Yang. Number 7, Crimes of the Future. And number 6, Flux Gourmet. Which Let's get brings us the top to five, Stephen. The top five movies we've covered on this podcast. In number five, the best movie of the year, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Number five on our list. Number four, the fabulous Neptune Frost. Brilliant Afrofuturism, concept album of a movie. Number three, The Lad Goodbye. You know, enthusiast, auteur, outsider filmmaking. Speaking of that, what if it was kinder and cuter? Magic Spot at number two. And our film of the year... We're giving it to the heavy hitters, Abel Ferrara, zeros and ones. I'm going to. I have to get a trophy made and ship it to Italy. So yeah, Abel Ferrara can. Uh, I'd like Ethan Hawke to make a little video, being like, "Wow, oh, that would be I, even better." <laughs> when I first received this award, I knew it really meant something. You just, <laughs> Ethan Hawke, can you do wrap around bits of this podcast, please? Please. <laughs> please I should have reached out. <laughs> we gave you an award. We're at the Golden Globes. We give you an award so you'll turn up, please. <laughs> So that is the official I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things top 40 for the It will first... now be saved as a private list. When this podcast goes public, it will be Save. a public yes. list. Yes, it is currently a private list and I will make it public on my letterboxed once the episode goes live so you can take a look at it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our anniversary first year oh. in review of everything that we have watched and discussed and so far. Yeah, best picture zeros and ones. Um, uh, I feel so awesome. happy about that. That's such a great achievement. That, I, you know what? Some I'm very happy with that list too. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me stop sharing my screen. Thank you for the screen. Okay. So, do you have anything else before we move on for discussing our anniversary pre any questions? No. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for joining me on this. I've, it's, it's been a, a highlight of my my two week period. So thank you very much for. Yes, it's. I totally agree. It is. It is very much a highlight. I've had way more fun than I ever expected to doing oh, a wow, podcast okay. at all. Wow. Not not okay. not you. I just. I never. That did not uh, certainly did not come out correctly. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I I never really expected to do that kind of this kind of podcasting thing. It's not really something that I considered myself um, adept at that kind of um, this kind of discussion, and so it was something I just kind of jumped into when you invited me to do it, and it has become very much something that I enjoy a lot that I did not expect to have so much fun doing. Meanwhile, I'll put my voice anywhere. <laughs> Stephen was Shamelessly. a, a <laughs> prolific podcaster before uh, before we Just got together. Always, um, I have things that need to be heard by few people. <laughs> um, so there, there you go. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. That is that is our, our list. The thing. So should we get to some emails?
we should absolutely get to some listener mail for that I, I asked people to send whatever questions they had kind of about the podcast at large or just whatever questions they wanted to ask us about doing a year of the podcast. So I've got several things here, kind of a collection of questions from a few different people that I will cool. go through now. And thank you for everyone so much for, for emailing in. I really appreciate it. Um, and then we've got a kind of a surprise message at the end that I wasn't even allowed I, to read. So I don't know if I appreciate it yet. So I'll tell you afterwards <laughs> if I appreciate them because I have not read them. Having read these, you'll appreciate them, I think. Okay. Um, so from David, frequent emailer. Yay. Hi, David. Hello, Vaughn and Steven. Congratulations on making it to a whole year of successful podcasting. It's a great achievement and indication of your dedication to delivering a consistent and entertaining survey of the latest offerings this grand art form has maintained for us. Your chemistry remains a compelling selling point for the show in combination with the shared expertise you both bring on the matter of contemporary films, not to mention the breadth of knowledge you possess on the many films that often inform these recent works and how well they fit into the wider tapestry of cinematic history. You're My right, question, we are great. I, I, thank you very much. I agree. I agree. I agree. We're great. Thank you. You're great um, too, but we are great. You are correct. My question for you today is to ask some personal reflection on how your relationship to one another has evolved over the year. What brought you two specifically <laughs> to create the show, and how has this bi-weekly communique impacted your appreciation of the other? Uh, I'll start with that. There's a few more questions after that, but... Go ahead, Stephen. <laughs> I, I enjoy trolling Vaughn a lot, basically. <laughs> I, like, that, 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 that existed long before this podcast. <laughs> I like having a, a more public forum where I can I can I can see Vaughn react to me just being increasingly annoying over like a up to two hour thing. Um, yeah, that's that's my answer. <laughs> that's all. That's 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 all Stephen has to say is that he likes to annoy me. Um, I'll say more after you said things, but for now, yeah. I mean, I, we did kind of briefly discuss what sort of brought us together mm. to to create this show and just kind of already enjoying talking to each other about film and wanting to put that into a more, I guess, formal presentation. Um, I think, like, especially when you have... When you're writing stuff and you're writing it, you're just writing it, you know, for yourself. And even though that's very valuable, I think eventually you get to a point where you want to have a better outlet to... yeah share that that those thoughts with other people and it was kind of just a very fluid thing to get into this where it was that perfect outlet for now i can do that and we can do it on a regular basis about the stuff that i already want to be discussing because i am watching it mm. yeah I, I i i like vaughn as a as, as a writer a lot obviously and it for, for me it was the was watching the same films that i was watching and i feel the interesting point that I think makes our conversations work is we often approach film in a very, very similar way, but get different conclusions out of it. And I think yeah. that's what what makes it worthy is like like an endeavor of it means that even the disagreements, it's very much been like, I get why you are saying that because right. I can I can understand the mental arithmetics to get to there. And it does make it fruitful. It's never been like, wait, what are you talking about? It's like, okay, cool. And I think that, that mutual understanding of an approach to art makes the conversations work and we just have just a lot of just overlapping of cinematic fascinations and obsessions yeah um, definitely and i think a joint interest in in as was shown by a list of finding the little things or finding the things that don't get talked about enough and trying to talk about them and that's always been an aim of myself with film and i feel that, that vaughn pushes that as well and i think that's why if this does work that's why this works yeah it definitely it feels like a very 
fun platform to sort of champion like we talked about in the ranking but like to be able to champion that that stuff that we find um you know especially i think um the whole sort of arc of the the lad goodbye was like very very Mm. satisfying and rewarding as being sort of the producer of the podcast like having that podcast and having a great time talking about it and then connecting with those guys (laughs) and getting to talk to them was just so great wouldn't have gotten to do that without this show so totally and yeah it's 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 also just nice sometimes to like punch up real hard of like these like just like big ass movies <laughs> and just like that no, do they suck um which is is, is totally enjoyable it so that, that is, is a big part of it as well of yeah. like the the share share your rage at things um but i think a thing that i like to um rage against sometimes is i've got friends out there who like to say things like all modern films are bad or contemporary film isn't interesting and i think through this we show that contemporary film is often interesting because it is bad um, yeah. And that is part of the conversation that keeps going of the discourse around film as as, as important as about film, and that there are there are always like of every medium that's worthwhile, there are always great things being made all the time. You just need to know where to look, and it's hard to know where to look. And I like to think that sometimes we play a role in being like check this thing so, out, joy yeah. towards it, um, and that's all that I want to do as a critic. Dare I say, um, is to find the things that are brilliant and to really kind of like mentally work out why certain things don't work in a politically engaged, morally engaged and critically engaged way. Yeah. And I think there's like going off what you said, I think there's also like a tendency to question why anyone would go and see something they know is not going to be good. And I think like Mm. something like this is a good example of like why it can be very worthwhile to see things, even if you know they are going to be bad because you can have that sort of, worthwhile discussion out of it and there are things to be gained even from watching something that is not good totally i feel like a film is in its essence a communication of the audience but i feel the actual film um outside of just like the projected thing it lives in the conversations beyond that yeah. and what you have out of it it's why so i went to see as you know um, the new halloween movie at the weekend with a couple of friends um and emma obviously and the friends we went with we made sure to book in advance let's go out and have a meal afterwards or a drink afterwards because it's weird to just go see a film yeah. and then just leave. And and, and that's great because the recognition of like a huge part of, of, of seeing the film is, is, is the conversation and the, the, the back and forth. And like, it's, it's the kind of conversation that if, if one and I live closer to each other, we'd be having in the lobbies of cinemas. So it's yeah. nice to, to, to have a way to express that. Yeah. Um, I think that was a, ended up being a very verbose answer to one question uh, between us but let's continue yeah. on is there a particular film or conversation you feel your co-host gave an especially interesting insight for is the next question let me get, uh, i guess let me i should go back list. yeah let's look at the yeah let me get the list up again so i'm i'm really good at forgetting things <laughs> going... as well very much i'd like to be like oh yeah vaughn did make a good point because i'd be like no vaughn said nothing of worth um oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not the case. It's interesting looking at this list and, and, and kind of trying to parse through. And figure. I think probably the most valuable podcast in terms of giving me different alternative insight on a film was our Tragedy of Macbeth episode. I think okay. you having such specific insight into that story and having such in-depth knowledge of it and being able to provide why why specifically the adaptation in this case was not successful you know being someone that just went and saw it and enjoyed it for what it was like that was very interesting perspective to to have for that one 
I've got a few choices here. It's which one do I do I go for from that? Um, hmm. I am going to say. I think the Northman. Actually, I think um, a more understanding what you got out of that film from a film that I got so lit right. about of. I think was 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 really interesting, um, and the, the Batman as well to an extent. I yeah. think is is also true okay. um of getting that side um i also i will say that i think your appreciation of kimmy made me like kimmy even more because i quite oh, liked kimmy awesome. and i thought what you could add to that and i think i mean i mean you know that i like to plug the, the british cinema thing yeah um i like having my pizza record film up high here and i think the the little connections of kimmy to your kind of like lived environment i think i think was really, really awesome um I'll some take good, that. Some good picks I'll there. I'll take that. Um, yeah. And final question. Uh, I guess this is kind of related to that. But or a time their opinion greatly influenced your own take on a movie. And I guess you kind of answered that by saying Kimmy. Um, yeah. I guess this is this is more. I'm curious. Looking through this list, I, I mean, I absolutely. I think that is like another benefit to this is that when we have these conversations, it does more than just reading reviews that disagree mm. with my opinion. I think it having that actual conversation lends a lot of thinking about something more in depth and, and that actually being able to sort of influence the way that the, the film um, lives in my head. I think, I think moon age daydream for me that I think like your okay. perspective as someone that's like, very interested but not obsessive i think was 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 really vital and especially in terms of the pacing of the film because i feel like i'm i'm already kind of like susceptible to pacing because i'm gonna always be propelled by the music and you being like yes the music propels but does the film actually propel i'm like actually right. it doesn't um, at okay. points i think is is is, is 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 really worthwhile of made me think outside i mean one should always think outside of just yeah. one's own experience but also use it as a as an anchor point when going through things certainly uh, I'm gonna say Top Gun Maverick. I think, I mean, I, I I liked and still like that movie a lot. But I think because it's such a spectacle movie, I think that it is one of those things that it can be easy to get sort of swept up in that spectacle. Mm. And I am definitely one to have that kind of tendency of just like enjoying it for what it is and enjoying that spectacle. But that is not should not necessarily always be the case. And I yeah. think your perspective helped offer like a lot of like i probably should be thinking about a lot of this stuff more than i have um and seeing it subsequent times i definitely had different thoughts coming out of it so which which links me back to this is a weird point to make but it, it's sometimes when an element just doesn't hit you i mean because i go back to quite a lot i mean like a film is like a deal when you have to you have to like buy it at a certain point and sometimes yeah. you just buy into it and therefore it wins you over and you, and you don't notice things the films that you start to pick apart are not because there is more that's wrong with them it's because you start to notice because like right. any film you can make logical like huge like dissections with and i think because like on a spectacle level i just wasn't that wowed by top gun as a spectacle film and therefore i right. was in the mode to see it and it goes back to hamilton of all things of i just don't like the music of hamilton very much musically i don't find it very entertaining um so it's easier is, to <laughs> notice the other stuff that is wrong with it, yeah. 
I've got a lot of friends, I think yourself included, being like, I like the music of this, but the right. wider text of it, I find really off-putting. And I'm like, well, luckily, I also think the music's crap. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so tuned to just also yeah. be like, ah, no, it ain't for me. So it's interesting how certain things just like not hitting slightly can just like make you more attuned to things that maybe you would not care as much about. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the, the text is unchanging, but your relationship with it will change over time. Definitely. Yeah, so then it finishes off here with thanks so much for the year's worth of insightful filmic commentary and many cheers towards as many more years both of you have <laughs> as both of you have in you as far as spoiling things goes. I hope we can yeah, continue doing this for, yeah. <laughs> for at least another year. year. We'll reevaluate in another year. year, but for now one we're going to continue doing year. it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an election. We'll see if we get re. I mean, I'm actually a bit worried that I will get replaced um, as co-host in the election period. But oh, really? You know. If, if democracy is out, then democracy is out. Um, I see the rehearsal didn't make it onto our list, but, you know. Uh, it's because I couldn't edit the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would be very high on the list, though. Yeah, top five, top five. Well, maybe not top five. It's number six, probably. I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so now you know where that sits <laughs> in the fake list that includes the rehearsal. <laughs> in the, in the 41, um, yeah. An email from our friend Cody. Hey, Cody. First, congrats on your first podiversary. You two have a very special, fun dynamic, and I'm glad we get to witness it. Thank you. Second, I have two questions. Witness it, Cody. I'm sorry sorry to break that down. (laughs) And start releasing this as a video podcast. Um, Wait, is Cody in the room right now? Where are they? (laughs) Cody? Cody? Is Cody under the desk? Like a Um, British Prime Minister? Oh, date this podcast. Um, it's a reference that Vaughn definitely won't get but there you go I'm just going to move on second I have two questions which kind of relate to each other which film that you've discussed on the show is your favorite to hear each other's opinion on regardless of your own thoughts and more broadly do you enjoy hearing each other praise a film for how weird fun weird wild fun it is or tear its messy entrails apart I like when Vaughn goes nasty. I'll be honest. I like, I like, I like when you know I'm a, I'm a negative person. I like when we're like, you know what? Let's rip this one a new one. I like that. It is, it is always fun to have something that, especially when we both really don't like something. Mm. It's, it's just fun to sort of dig into something and, and tear it apart together. But I think I more enjoy when I get to hear you really, really enjoy and and love and praise a movie. Um, it's just so rare. Most movies are bad. Um, <laughs> I, I I didn't want to say rare because that felt I don't know mean because <laughs> it's not really rare, and I don't usually like when people kind of ascribe that you don't like movies thing. Um, yeah, well, because I don't think that's like, true. But I, I, it them. is it is fun to to have that when we can just really. I draw the line at the Lumiere brothers. I'll be honest. Everything past that. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess we kind of discussed um, which was our favorite to hear the other's um, opinion on. Maybe slightly different wording, but I think that's yeah, that's similar. I liked hearing Vaughn talk about <clears throat> Saloon on a podcast that never released. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the, the one that Genuinely, I got out of. <laughs> um, yeah, um, actually, that's it. This is because Vaughn spoke so well and fascinated about Saloon that I watched that movie and really enjoyed it. Um, so okay. and then we well, cut it great. out of that podcast because it we, made it we too did. long, and we knew and we knew we were going to get to it later. So that was a thing of get me to watch a film, which is always great, and it was a really good movie. Yeah, so, yeah, we did it in a, in a grab bag before you had seen it, not really yeah. expecting you to have seen it, and then you ended up seeing it, and I was like, let's just talk about it together yeah. on the next episode. So I just cut that whole thing out. Yeah. Um, 
so nobody will know what <laughs> what you're referencing but i appreciate that yeah. as a as the the one who did the talking there um you also have convinced me to watch barbarian for different reasons I, I, you shouldn't be convinced I, <laughs> I don't want you to watch that movie i'm i i can't wait to watch it i like just i just i want i want to be in the dis- yeah i love the discourse i'm like yeah that discourse um, I really enjoyed hearing you talk about Neptune Frost. I think hey, that just so just, cool. just really liking that movie a lot, and I think kind of in that same way of like I like enjoy hearing when we get a chance to just really praise something and really enjoying it, and especially really enjoying the music. And I think I was more focused on the music of it, and then hearing you really praise like the way that that comes together into the larger mm. film and, and what that says, I think, was was very insightful for me. Yeah, it won our coveted Musical of the Year award. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, if there was one non-recent movie that you love or hate that you haven't heard each other's thoughts on, what would that be? This I mean, is... one, day, one day we need to do our Suspiria 2018 podcast. One day. I have, I mean I that I would like to rewatch and discuss that movie. Um yeah. And I I think I did write a short review for it, but I probably not very long. Um That would be interesting to go back more often and, and talk about older mm. things. Um Yeah. To... So we'll get to that at the end. That's a it's, a it's a joy that I'm finding of the stacks recently, which I'll mention in the plugging section at the end. Of the chance to go back and reappraise, um, and occasionally not reappraise, um, but occasionally do reappraise. That's um, interesting. But this is this is a really interesting question. I don't know if I have an an answer off the top of my head. I think probably because you are so consistent with reviewing and reviewing at length everything you yeah watch. sorry about that <laughs> no no i mean it's a it's a very good thing it's there's there's no shortage of finding out your detailed thoughts on a film um which i appreciate um but yeah off the top of my head and i don't want to just sit here thinking all day or looking through your uh, letterbox but off the top of my head i don't think i have a, a good answer for this one but suspiria 2018 um, is, a, is a good answer um, yeah, I guess it's a film that fell by the wayside because of like release stuff. I wish that we got to do Shin Ultraman as an episode. I think that would have been really cool. But I think the the distance <clears> between watches from festival to release um, meant that was not that was not doable. But Shin Ultraman would have been a cool episode. Yeah, and would probably still be an interesting discussion. But yeah, I think also just it's had such a limited release. Like I don't think that many people have really seen it to uh, yeah. to to listen to our discussion on it. Um, but I know I'm sure that Cody would like to uh, hear that discussion. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I, I, I'm still surprised that it seems that me and Calvin like that movie. I mean, everyone seems to like it, but me and Calvin like it more than anyone else. Um, which, which surprised surprised me. surprised me too. Even watching it, because um, especially because I love Shin Godzilla so much, and I was expecting. Mm. Um, I, I knew that the movies. Movie. Yeah, I knew. I, I knew that they were divergent mm. in tone, but I was still expecting to get a lot more out of Ultraman than I than I ended up getting out of it. Uh, maybe I just it's love how it's shot. But... I it love is shot very how well. it's shot. It's shot so I don't know. It's just like it is. It is like reading a manga. It is just like yeah. it finds ways to be visually interesting at every point. And I like nonsense exposition when it's fun. And it's a movie full of just like escalating nonsense exposition. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, there's there's and, a lot to like about it. I I do yeah. like it. I just wish I liked it 
just a little yeah. bit more. Oh, beautiful toy box uh, film. Beautiful toy box. But thank you very much for emailing in, Cody. Um, thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, moving on to an email from Calvin. Please spoil your favorite endings of movies. What makes an ending oh. work? Uh, oh, that's the second an, part, but I'll start with Can that. I tell an anecdote that I think I've told before? This reflects really badly on me. Okay, um, go for when it. At, when at university, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I... The people that I, I pull close to me are those who are wanting to be, like, mischievous and miscreants and like to discuss and subvert. Um, so... I befriended as you, you, you have like I, I was not really close friends on my course I was like close friends of like um, people that I lived with people in societies the people in my course I did philosophy and I didn't want to hang out with philosophers very much because they were like me and who would want to do that um, but there were a few like transitory kind of like philosophy friends that were there to just like to subvert and we started a game uh, one tutorial I don't know how the American system works but the tutorial system in in this country in university is it's a bit different now, I think, even. But basically, you've had some readings for the week. You sit there for an hour. Someone leads it, and you kind of talk about those things. You go yeah. through some key questions. There was discussion about it, and we just made a bet of how many films can we just spoil for everybody, just just like in the conversation. Go, oh, actually, sorry, spoilers. This reminds me of the end of Seven, where blah blah. And we just like kept doing that, just okay, that's, trying to go through just as many great. different movies movies as possible, that's, just that's, to spoil them. That's awesome. Because it was because it was like it was a moral philosophy, I think, yeah. seminar, and we'd just be like, oh, it reminds me of that bit in Fight Club, where blah blah blah. It reminds me of oh, oh man, had it had it. It's like it's like the end of Sixth Sense, where and yeah, that was that was a that's great. That was really really fun. I really enjoyed that. Who won the bet, or was it just like uh, it, it was? It was more of ongoing. a just like can we can we just yeah. do this? It was it was it was just can we just like be annoying? And we very much were. And I would not like to be on the other end of that. Um, but being on the subversive end was a lot of fun there. Oh, of course, of course, you wouldn't want to be on the opposite side. But uh, me here, it's very funny. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what makes an ending work is an, is an interesting question, though. Um, I guess if you wanted to get into spoiling your your actual favorite endings of movies, if you have anything off the top of your head. I think that the endings that I most love to spoil are ones where it's just like, you would not believe that this film gets to this this point, is is my favorite kind of ending to spoil, of being like, right. you, know, you know that film that you think's about this? Well, blah. Um, which actually, there's a very, very recent movie. Very 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 recent movie like unbelievably recent but okay. i would love to talk about the oh, ending okay. of that movie because the ending is hilarious and the ending has so much in common with a recent state funeral of a monarch that i could not believe what was going on um it even has a cue so yeah endings that maybe like come out of nowhere or are surprising you're like this in this movie uh, are the best ones or those that fall so completely flat uh, also great to spoil because you go you would not believe how much this film scuffs itself so don't worry darling we've been like yeah that's, that's the that was my of that movie. Well. like that's, that's just the like ending really a wild place to have to take that movie that's like feels so shoehorned and pointless mm. um interestingly i feel like my favorite what makes an ending work is if to me it's an ending that works is an ending that the entire film doesn't hinge on i i think that yes it's if you can spoil genuinely spoil and ruin the experience of a movie just by telling someone the ending then i don't think that it is a very good ending to a movie i think that 
a successful ending, even if it is a twist or whatever it is, should still be able to stand on its own, even if you know what's going to happen. If that makes mm. if that makes sense. But that is, yeah, I think that does make sense because um, I think it goes down to it's with rare exceptions. I think how something is told is way more important than, than what happens. I think always, though, right. sometimes there is sometimes there is a beauty in also not knowing, and again, those at the same time. Um, I think because I'm I'm not really a plot person predominantly and i go back to park chan works um the handmaiden a lot of being like that movie is a plot movie yeah and that's one of the movies because i think because most plots are not actually very very interesting um I get and that, that yeah. movie has such a fascinating like little like clockwork little plot going on them it's like ah oh, it's just it's just wonderful to be like right. caught up and caught up comes up and actually decision to leave um is, is similar in that way it feels like a progression of that of I don't think Decision to Leave has that much thematically interesting to it, or as much as it could have, but I think it, as a plot movie, is delightful. Though, I'll speak as vaguely as possible, I think the ending of Decision to Leave, which I know the friend of the podcast, Rainier, likes a lot, I don't think the ending is great, even though I think it's a very, very good ending. Because okay. what happens at the end is a great end to that story, but because the way the story's been told at that point, it doesn't carry the resonance that moment should for me for me because it has for other people yeah but it does a thing at the end which is the way that story should end and it makes sense but because what story is told is at odds to that for me it did not work so it's an interesting point of where like if you told me that's how it ended like that's a really cool ending that's very park jam work i get it and then when it happened in cinema i was like oh right yeah i get that i i don't have any uh, opinion yet i'm seeing it by the time this podcast is out i will have seen it but at the time of recording it's I have a not very seen good it. movie it's a um, very 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 good excited movie. um i i mean i think that kind of goes for for all of his movies like i think that they all have sort of hard-hitting endings and i think are often kind of like they have that twist ending feel but like you never knowing the point that those films get to never alters the way that you take them in like old boy has such a famous yeah. sort of twist but you can continue to watch that movie and totally. still the ride is still so great um i think really like what it boils down to for like a successful ending is just i want like an ending to leave me with something like i don't want yeah totally. a, a, i don't want a film to end and just be like that's it there's nothing else to it you know i want whether it's just something to to think about or to wonder what's you know what is what are those characters going to do next or if there's that ambiguity of trying to kind of solve that puzzle or whatever it is i want it to sort of that i want that ending to sort of live with me for a period and not just disappear immediately i've got two great endings of relatively recent movies that come to mind um one is the ending of power of the dog um which so subtly uh, because it, well, it's not even subtle, it, it's, so, it's so visually conveys something that only in the final moments you realise, oh, that's what the yeah. movie was about. Right. <laughs> this whole thing of being like, oh, actually, and then it because it makes you, it doesn't, the movie doesn't hinge on that. Right. The movie goes, oh, that's actually what was happening the whole time, and I was being distracted. I love, the movie so, I love this movie so much because it, it's not misleading you at any point. No, no. Um, but it's just like. Oh, I was caught up in character dynamics. Actually, my favorite ending of last year was the ending of um, the Souvenir Part Two, which I can't remember if you saw that film. Or not. I have, I still have not seen that. The ending of the Souvenir Part Two is is as perfect as endings get, um, which I will spoil very, very vaguely because any film that is 
exists in a meta level, there is a ending moment that takes that meta level, Kiristami style, just a step further, right. and therefore recontextualizes again. I think what it goes is, I, I, I like I like the endings that recontextualize. Kiristami has a lot of endings. My favorite ending, maybe, of any movie is um, Taste of Cherry um, and what it does in that yeah. film, because it's so contentious as well. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and that kind of goes back to what we've been talking about, where it's like that kind of ending like generates discussion and and talk around it, and it's that I love talking about that movie because so many people have so many different approaches to that ending. I, I like endings that, that that grapple with that give you narrative closure, but grapple with a lack of overall closure. Yeah. Um, the one really really cool ending of a film I wish I'd seen in cinemas but didn't is there's a film that came out a few years ago that does a great choice of having its credits at the beginning. And I think a lot of endings are lost now on us because it doesn't just go end and then you're left with the end. You have the little credits moment. But Climax, um, oh, the Gaspar Noe film, yeah. just ends like that. That was an extreme point. And then I know that Jack saw it at the cinema, so I spoke about it. The idea of just like lights come yeah. up and you have to deal with looking around and being like, woof, hello, um, we are yeah. here now, is... Um film you haven't seen yet but film that i saw last night um tar does that where they have the credits at the beginning oh, of the movie, awesome. which i, I was that. surprised but i was like immediately i was like oh this is something you almost never see anymore but i really like that that way of presenting mm. it um yeah yeah i think that's uh good good discussion of endings which is something we don't most endings i forget yeah. pretty pretty immediately yeah. i think because you're, you're pretty much like encapsulating your thoughts about it but a good ending is 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 the the best part of any movie um, if you right. can really, and it makes you think about I mean, if the movie ends well you'll think about it more positively yes um, yeah, as definitely. opposed to a great beginning you go oh yeah that beginning was great but the movie eh, i don't know but you're like you know what they really really start that landing yeah like and, and just it leaving you with something like that's what again like what makes you what makes you stick with it like i again talking about tar like seeing that last night and like it's still yeah. stuck with me and it's like i don't really know fully what i'm going to think in retrospect of this film until i actually like sit down and fully write about it because i need to like kind of parse my thoughts out which kind of is like sort of with um our discussion and writing about the rehearsal as well like i felt like i really liked yeah. that but it was like i didn't quite know exactly what to think about it until i actually yeah. had like that discussion of all of it um, my very basic point to end on and i think i'm getting more tired of this over time but i still do like it because uh, it is overused i like a movie that ends on contextualizing its title and giving me the title card and being like ah yeah and like when it just like oh yeah yeah and I know then flashes up name of the movie and I go oh like it reminds you in you that way that. Yeah. Um, which spoilers decision to leave does end with although I think it has it at the beginning does it end by saying decision to leave and you're like cool got it <laughs> no I I do like got that. it it's a yeah that is a good I saw the woman king today the woman king does that as well it doesn't do it like amazingly but it's nice being like oh yeah the woman yeah. king got it it underscores the moment nicely right um second part of this email what do you both think of spoiler culture and movie communities as and as premiere spoilers isn't there terrific value in open conversations about the endings of movies one of their most yes. important parts yes absolutely i think generally spoiler culture quote unquote is stupid um i think that people yep. which goes back to what i was saying about like i don't want a movie that is completely destroyed by you know just describing one spoiler from it yeah um but I think that that sort of culture is like people now just don't want to talk about anything if they haven't seen it. They don't want, don't talk about this because I haven't seen it. Don't talk about the ending. Don't, it's like, and it just, I think it keeps people from 
discussion of things because nobody wants to potentially ruin it for anybody else, which is why I like... And I think there's a window of time where it's like, if you are going to see this, this is the period where you probably should have, you know, gone out of your way to to see this movie. Yeah. And, and um, I think people put a lot on that. I will I will push against that last bit slightly, though I agree with the overall point. If I think that I mean, because people often say like that movie came out thirty years ago, but people are always people are aging constantly. Yes. So there are like there are people who are like turning like fifty now and will watch Blade Runner for the first time. So therefore, maybe it, and it's nice to go it so. The idea that, that film came out in the eighties doesn't always hold water for me, um, and also people are in certain like economic or literal no, circumstances where they, yeah. where, where they can't get things at that time. Um, but I do agree um, broadly that conversation will be broad. But I, I just feel that just people aren't trying to spoil is the right. It's 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 a nomenclature thing. Spoil is yeah. a weird word. They're not trying to spoil movies for you. They're trying to have a conversation. And I think if we had a bit more faith, good faith in, they're not trying to make your experience worse. They're trying to have a conversation and. As I keep saying, like I'm going to slightly spoil this. I know that I know it's worth saying. Oh, the ending is right. this kind of like this, and I know that's not going to break it for you. Um, I think canned conversation is important. I think it can be limiting, and I also I talk about this in a, on an office hours or I, I forget what stacks project, but I think I refer to it as the the lostification of media, and I love Lost. It's one of my favorite TV shows, but it's when questions turn from being outside of the thing to inside of the thing okay. so I watched yeah. it's oh it's because it's we talk about Werewolf by Night is Office Hours of all the questions that Werewolf by Night um, or Werewolf at Night I forget what it's called um, offer up are questions of ooh what does this mean for the canon I don't care what that means for the canon yeah. the, the, which is why I don't really care about spoiler conversations like I care more about what does this mean and if it's a, a thematic point that's being spoiled for me that, will, that you're ruining the process of thought for me then I care about that um I, I generally can't think of a time where a film's been revealed for me and it's made my experience worse. I um, exactly, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I think it kind of—it's making me think of weirdly, which I, a movie I didn't expect to ever think of again. But like, um, see how they run. Like, and I know it's part of sort of the joke of the movie and the play that it's about. But it ends with that whole like, make sure that you don't talk about the ending of this movie. And I'm like, who cares? Like, this—you didn't present anything even worth spoiling and if i did tell yeah. someone it would not change the experience of the movie yeah i i think it goes back to if your film is so over-reliant on a detail yeah ruining it that people would want that people would want to talk about right. that's the problem if if it's got a thing in it that people go all right if it encourages you to be like you need to see this for yourself i think that's really really different because I think if it really is yeah. a worthwhile surprise, people go, oh, you need to experience that. Because sometimes we will say, go watch this film, know nothing about it. Right. And I think film films win you over. That, that's my point. A film wins you over to making you realise it's worthwhile to go in. Because there are some films you're like, know nothing, watch this. I don't want to say anything. Enjoy. Like yeah. funny. I, I, I wish I could watch Funny Games the first time and not know what that movie was going to be. Right. Yeah, that's that's a really good example. I mean, I think as well, like people this year specifically talking about um, Barbarian, like the whole thing was like going blind, don't know anything, don't watch yeah. anything. And I just don't think the movie earns that at all. I don't think that there is a anything about it that really is like, if I had known the entire thing, I, I think, I again, I think that my experience would largely be the same. And I think a film mm. should, like I said, be able to stand on its own, even if you know. Especially if you're saying going blind to the entire film, like, that that much of it is going to be ruined by knowing it. It just doesn't yeah. sound like a very good film to me. And it's not I a think very it's good also, film. I think it's also a denial that films 
are not insular objects. They exist in conversation with the world around them. So, like, for recent examples, so again, I saw The Woman King today, um, and there is a lot that's been written about that film already, about how it intersects with history and how it presents history in certain ways. I think it's very worthwhile knowing that and yeah. knowing that before you go in, as opposed to having the experience to be like, oh, that was great. Oh, but that. And I'll say from like, RRR, I should have done more to read up right. about what that film was presented to me beforehand. Um, and that would have aided me with that thing. So sometimes when a film intersects politically or historically, I think it is it does behoove you to, to know things um, and to be more informed as opposed to going in blind. And occasionally, go in blind, enjoy a movie. Like, yeah, I wish that I, I knew that Hellraiser was bad, for example. But Hellraiser is, is bad. I don't want to tell you that. Do you, regret, was good. do you regret watching eight movies or whatever to get there? Vaughn told me it was good, so I watched it. Uh, I, was, I was always going to watch it. I don't yeah. think I ever said it was good. I I like it despite itself, <laughs> as I believe how I described it earlier. It's it's. Oh, well, I, I you you had me at I like it, and I said <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate that you respect my opinion that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that sort of spoiler culture gets difficult sometimes when there is a hesitation to talk about something that you think might be an important detail to know going in if that makes sense like Mm. i think that sometimes films sort of will throw in a twist that is maybe unexpected but not in a like in a bad way sort of like it might throw something at you that you weren't expecting that is like oh well this is maybe you know could be trying to think like harmful or yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then you you don't really know how to talk about it because you there's that worry of spoiling it, well, but you want to sort of warn of what the film might actually be presenting. So, that's a really good point. So my wife and I watch films differently, literally, um, in the sense of... So I love horror films, as you know. I yeah. love them. Um, my wife gets very um, anxious and stressed out by them, um, hugely. But if she has read the plot of Wikipedia beforehand, she can then enjoy it. So with Halloween Ends, we both really enjoyed that movie. And she was just like, if I hadn't read what's going to happen, I don't think I'd have enjoyed that. And I was just like, yeah, that allows you right. to experience it. How I, Whereas I liked sitting there being like, I have no idea what's going on. I loved right. Halloween Ends of being like, the next five minutes, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That was great to me. But Emma was therefore able to actually appreciate that because she knew it was going to happen and she knew it wasn't going to be like touch on areas that would make her uncomfortable right or make her too anxious so like i don't know it's it goes back to the thing that we always resist this podcast of canonicizing a single experience yeah. you may not want to have a thing spoiled for you just make that clear just say i don't and just and also just like leave places of places um it's very easy to avoid spoilers I, it yeah. is a problem that certain things so rings of power which I actually we really loved there were certain news outlets that the day after the episode came out were just like blah is sauron i'm like maybe don't put that in your headline <laughs> maybe right. yeah, have a headline being like it's gonna it's gonna talk about what's going on and give people the choice to engage with content but don't not create that content yeah no very much totally uh, agree with that um i think that's so that's calvin's email um thank you Calvin. i think yeah very very good questions that was an interesting uh, mm. discussion there um and now we have an email from beb thank you again <gasps> for coming back beb and emailing february um Hey, spoilers. Congrats on one year. I'm pretty sure I've listened to you both talk about more 2022 releases than I've actually <laughs> seen this year. Not sure if that's it's a compliment to like, we... you or a detriment to me. Um, I'm taking that as a compliment. Uh, either way, I really appreciate the work you both do on the pod. Now some questions. That's when Beb says, I've listened to one episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
has having the podcast changed how you watch some new releases? Has it changed your movie watching patterns in general? There's several uh, questions here, but I'll kind of present them as uh, they are presented in the email. For you? For both of us. No, but you first. Oh, um, I, yes, I, I think so. I think yeah. that there is, there's a degree of now watching things. It's not just, I mean, it, it used to be just, how am I going to write about this? And now it is also yeah. more because I write so differently than I discuss things off the cuff and, and just yeah. talking about True. them. Um, I think it's, it makes me have to think about things in sort of a double way of like, how would I also, how would I talk about this in conversation? Um, which is, I mean, it's, it's a good thing because I think the way that I write about things can be quite dense um, and being able to discuss things in a bit of a lighter format that is more yeah. um, easily digestible, I guess, um, is valuable in terms of how I'm watching something. Um Watching patterns, I don't think it's really changed anything aside from occasionally kind of having to push to watch something so that we can cover it yeah. on the show. But that doesn't happen too often. Um, we kind of try to find things that we have both seen already. I, yeah, I think it's more just like timing things and being like, I was going to yeah. get around to this film at some point. Um, so I don't know, we, we both have an interest in keeping up with contemporary film and we yeah. both kind of like like the same areas of films. So I think that works quite well. I think it, it, it forces me to be an engaged and active viewer, which yeah. if I didn't have this thing, I occasionally just would not would not be. Um, it's the, it, 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 the Judge John Hodgman podcast is a favorite podcast of mine. Um, and on that he talks about standing of that making difference in a court of the you have to prove that you have like a, a reason to be there and have expertise and the the knowing that you're saying something and it's being recorded right. and it will be expressed is like I actually need to know what I'm talking about yeah. or I need to justify that out because otherwise I'll just get called out so if, if I have half watched something or etc etc um, it encourages me to be a, a, a better viewer of film because if I say a point you go yeah, but five minutes later, I was like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. I actually, I got my phone out at that point. And I wasn't really watching anymore, which I would do, <laughs> yeah, um, genuinely, because, yeah. you know, the world is hard. Um, so it makes me be an active consumer, which is what I think that I advocate for, but it's hard to do. Um, so, yes, definitely. I'm, I'm a much better viewer of these films than, than, to be honest, the many of the films that I watch. I could be a better viewer of so many more films. Yeah, I, and I think for me, especially... Um editing and listening back to these um working on them like it having to listen to myself talk about things is something it's not a lot of fun but like it's you know you get you have to get used to it because you have to do it to, yeah. to, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. put it together and it kind of just became like listening to myself and kind of trying to use it as like how how can i then improve my next sort of performance and so listening to myself talk about things it's become very much like I should have been paying attention to this more when I was watching it because I don't have enough sort of, I'm, I'm not hearing myself have enough, have the insight that I want or, or whatever it is. And I'm sure that's Nothing unnoticeable to, to listeners, but it's the kind of thing that yeah. comes up, you know, listening back to, to my own conversations. Um, so it, it definitely has affected the way that I view things, I think in a very positive way though. I think the wild thing about podcast thing, I think and this is that podcasts know is occasionally you just, will espouse strangely strong opinions that you're like, actually, I don't know if my opinion <laughs> yeah. is actually that strong. But in the heat of the moment, it just, it just comes out there because you just, you just sometimes just, just have to say something. And, you know, you, you, you concrete opinions maybe more quickly than you would. And uh, then you're like, well, can't go back on that now. I guess I do think that this film is that. Yeah, uh, and I think, like, it can be easy when you watch something just by yourself and then even just write about it just by yourself. And it sort of, when it just exists 
within you and nowhere else. Like it's easy to sort of amplify your own thoughts on it. And so it can be really easy to be like, I really, really hate this or I really, really love this or whatever it is. And then it's nice to come on here and have that sort of sounding board of like, okay, you know, maybe this is tempering my opinion in, in a different direction, like in a good way. Like I, had not considered that perspective and maybe I should have thought about that a little bit differently or whatever it is. Um, so I think it just, it ends up offering a more holistic opinion on things, which is, yeah. which is much appreciated. Um, are there any directions you'd like the podcast to go towards? For example, do the rehearsal Oculus. episodes indicate any future plans or would something like that be more of a spur of the moment thing? I'm curious what know. your thoughts are on this, but yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I, I don't know. I think the rehearsal was just like a thing of being like, it has made sense to that time. Um, and I had some time to do a thing. Um, yeah. And, and it worked out that way. I mean, I, I which I really enjoyed. I'd, li- I'd like to do more ambitious things, but I don't want, I think that worked because it, it was so natural it fit. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't want to force that because it gets really, really gimmicky. I like, I like the rhythm we're in and I think that it works. Um, and I am reticent for change for the sake of change. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that was like the perfect time to do something and it was so fitting for what we were talking about um, because we were basically just recreating the format of what we were talking about, which was which was very fun and, and I think unique to do in that situation. But outside of that, yeah, I wouldn't want to force anything and I think that what we are doing is... Like, we've, we've gotten spent the year sort of getting the format kind of tailored yeah. to a certain point where I think at least I'm very happy with it and mm. I wouldn't want to at least at this point just go in and change that up on a regular basis yeah I, I, I think my favorite edition has been the emails obviously I think the emails are just fabulous and I just I really enjoy that every time um so yeah. just more more of those people just more of those just more of those just send more of those um, because I enjoy them so yeah, I wouldn't say any any specific direction. I think just continuing to sort of refine things as we go. Um, yes. But I don't anticipate any big swings in any different directions anytime soon. No. Um, are there any releases you wish you could have covered in the past that you just didn't find the time to cover? I thought there's loads because this is we we have like an ongoing chat. And we're like we should do this. I think there's there's, there's quite a lot of stuff we miss. Or, yeah. I, like. There's also some stuff to be to be honest that I wish we'd got to do better. I think our nope conversation though was fine. I think would have been better if I'd got to view that film close when you viewed yeah, it. Yeah, that's um, the difficulty. That was a is, that was a shame for me. Right. It's 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 tough. It's like one just being in two different markets, being in um, the U.S. and yeah. the U.K. and things often release differently. And then also, um, especially now as time goes on, I am starting to see even more things early um for press purposes and that can make things like i saw no like two weeks earlier no actually it wasn't that early but it was early enough and then it took long enough for you to see it right like that it it would there was like a month disparity between our viewing periods and that just it makes it tough to discuss things um because like i'd love to do an episode on like tar like right now but i don't know when i I don't know when i'm gonna see that film i have no idea when um and i know that by the time that we talk about it you wouldn't talk about it as what you're supposed to write great i'm sure but not as right no as 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 open and experimentally and kind of like interestingly as you would if we were to record right now for example which is always a bit of a shame 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's the most challenging thing there. As far as like specific releases, I we talked a lot about covering Scream and then ended up not covering it. And yeah, I don't that... neither of us like that movie, but I think that would have been a very interesting discussion. Uh, because I think that franchise has so many interesting things to talk about. It's those things where I know I had a lot of thoughts about that movie at the time. And it's yeah. a great way of just like concreting your thoughts, of getting them down. So yeah, I, I would agree with that one. That would have been quite nice. But yeah, um, I, think, I think most other things... Um, I, I, let me take a look real quick at my list for the year. But I think most things that I would have well, I think, to talk I about... I think it's a shame... Have... I think Vortex would have been great. I think that's a shame. Which I still have um, not seen. Um, mm. I just need to take the time to watch it. It's one of those things where it's easier to go to a theater and watch something for two and a half hours rather than at home. Yeah, dare uh, I also dare dare I also say Orphan First Kill. Um, yeah, uh, I just did not, or have not, I should say, gotten around to that yet. Um, but yeah, looking at this at, at my list for this year, there's not a whole lot that i really feel like we have missed out on to uh, a, a large degree i wish we'd covered chippendale also yeah also did not watch but i know that's right at yeah, the bottom I, of the list so i'm sure that i think you should i think you should not watch it but i think i wish we'd got a chance to to really um, explain why that movie absolutely sucks also jurassic world dominion um, oh god i mean it uh, also awful movie but um and, and we also talked for a long time about doing an elvis episode and yeah. it just it, yeah. i never got around to watching it I, I have seen it now but it took me such a long time that yeah. at the point where um, i had seen it it just wasn't worth doing an episode but um, and x gave it to us and then pearl gave it to us i think like x and pearl would have been interesting yeah but pearl still not out over here and x was staggered um to begin yeah. with so yeah, I think just I think the staggered releases is what releases. gets us gets us the most often. Um, yeah. To continue, uh, what do the pre and post production timelines look like for the pod? Any advice slash tricks you've picked up, or any things you'd like to improve on? Um, I'm terrible about editing it uh, more than one day in advance. <laughs> Um, which is what I would like to improve on. Uh, normally, we record it, and I go, "I've got all the time in the world," and then it's Thursday night, and I go, "Oh shit, I need to, I need to put this together for tomorrow." Um, uh, as far as like pre-production, it's mostly just between us. It's mostly just discussing what we are going to be talking about um, and figuring out sort of the grab yeah. bag and the the main movie and and what we want to get into, and then I will put together. A little page of notes, so I have kind of a reference of, of points that we need to hit um, along the way. Um, and then, of course, I collect the emails and read the emails. And sometimes, if need be, I will forward those on to Stephen if he needs mm. to prepare anything. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than, like, I want, like, five thoughts about this. And I'm like, um, I do have them, but not immediately. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, we... It's it's pretty simple as far as before we record and then we just kind of time zones are hard. Time zones are hard. Yes, um, yes, definitely. Just finding a good time to do it between two busy lives and yeah, it is one forty six a.m. where I am at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's the tough part for sure. Is just kind of finding that time. Hopefully, it's not egregiously noticeable when our <laughs> our hours are totally out of alignment. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, and then post-production is really just, I kind of depends on the episode. Sometimes it'll be a quicker edit or sometimes, especially if we record for two and a half hours, I kind of have to really go through and, and find little sections that I can, I can cut down. Yeah, and, cut down. Yeah, um, yeah. Or if I get three hours of audio from my cousin impersonating me, uh, really cut that down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I um, that's so specific. But a lot of the time, it's I. I kind of just evaluate after we finish recording if I go. There's not much there that I feel like I need to really cut out or get through or edit. Um, then I can just kind of breeze through um, putting it together and, and put in uh, put in the music and everything, and then get the timestamps mm-hmm. and all that, and just kind of upload it it's not a super complicated process um yeah i mean as far as other things is there anything you would like to improve on um not about i mean not about you obviously i don't know (laughs) (laughs) as far as producing uh, the the podcast itself um no all right short answer i'd say i'd say produce it more more production i'd say i'd say trumpets (laughs) trumpets okay trumpets add some trumpets into this act like you're mark ronson and add trumpets to things <laughs> um so now an unrelated question but what music have you been listening to lately and play any fun games recently um if you know what games i've been playing recently then please listen to the stacks office hours where i go through three recent games i've been playing um you can get my full thoughts on Gorogoa, on unpacking and metal hellsinger yeah i've been wanting to play um metal hellsinger i haven't haven't been playing a whole lot lately i've been kind of caught up mostly just in watching horror movies for october i haven't been haven't been playing picked up anything new recently jack davenport and i played a little bit of overwatch 2 yesterday that was fun yeah i have played it it's just overwatch um that game's overwatch it is which is i mean it's fun i haven't played it hadn't played it in probably five years so it was kind of the fun menus to go back are worse now and the progressions worse. <laughs> yes <laughs> very much um, but i was reminded that i do like that gameplay quite a lot um, i was reminded that i'm terrible at it um, <laughs> also that um i won't uh try and but that is the issue with it being able, with it it's like when um halo infinite came out and i was like oh, i suppose that halo 3 again i was like yeah people are really good at halo 3 <laughs> 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 so as opposed to that like great i remember this occasionally because I, I don't i don't know that much about your video game tastes are you a big fighting game person no not really i, I mean Cause, i because I, I dislike am. them but it's not something that i play very often i very much am and there's that grace period the game of fights game comes out and you're like yeah and then it's like oh people are now actually good and now <laughs> like you sucks. have like a couple of days um, where it's fun to play but i remember like one of the mortal kombat um not X, but the one after that came out. Which the the eleven. Of. Yeah, maybe they just called, did call it eleven. I actually, think they right? just called it eleven. And like I like played like three matches online as Katana. I'm like, yep, I have my perfect <laughs> three wins, zero losses, and I am never playing this again. Perfect record. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I am the world's best Mortal Kombat eleven player, and then we never played again. Yeah, it's mostly just stuff that I want to play right now, and then it's like, I'm going to play this tonight, and then I'm like, oh, I have to go see a movie, and it's three hours long, and I have to drive there, and then I have to drive back, and then I have to record a podcast, and then write a review on the movie I saw last night, and it's just like, oh, I have no time to play games. Um, yeah, I keep meaning to install, um, oh, what's it called, the Dishonored, the Arcane game. Oh, Deathloop. Yeah, I keep meaning to install that, um, uh, and then Yeah, don't. I talked about that on Daydream Cast because i have been playing that a little bit 
Um, I kind of fell Wait, you, you were, it, you were on the you were on the day Dreamcast? I was. When? Uh, well, I, we recorded last Friday or this weekend. I can't remember when. Uh, oh, is it not out yet? No, it's not out yet. Uh, oh, prob- good. Probably, like... probably by the time this podcast is out. Let's say I, I thought I was up to date. On that. I was like, <laughs> oh god, how did uh, I miss that? Um, oh, um, Persona Five comes out again. Um, so I'm going okay. to download <laughs> Persona and play through Persona Five again. They I love re-releasing they... those, huh? Yeah, I love playing them. I have not played a Persona. It's not really my not really my style of game. Y- you, how do you know that? How do you know that if you've not played it? Fair enough. You know do you know what? how long? Do you know how long that man spent in that rock? No. You know, with James Franco, that man that spent that time in that rock. Oh, okay. I, that was a terrible way to phrase that question. <laughs> do you, you know, know how, how long? long? <laughs> 127 hours. That's the exact playtime I have in Persona 5, and I think, looking back on it, I think I spent that time better than he did. I would think so, yeah. Um, so You still have both that, of your arms, as far as I can tell. You could be stuck in a rock, or you could play 127 <laughs> hours of Persona 5. Um, that seems like an average playtime for that game, from what I've heard. So. It's a really, really good video game. It's no Persona 4, or 3, but it's really, really good. Okay, I don't know enough about the series. Uh, but what music have you been listening to? Let's let's get back to that one. We kind of skipped over it. Have you? Been, what have you been listening to outside of your Bowie phase? Um. So I've been listening to some Saul Williams. Um, oh, awesome. To get in that Neptune Frost vibe. Yeah. And beyond that, um, Kev gave me some pointers. Um, I have been listening to this band called. I might be wearing the T-shirt actually. I don't know if I am or not. Um, so a band a layers called. On. I bet, yeah, it's cold in England. A band called Gallops. I am wearing the t-shirt, yeah. Um, which is a a band I went to see. They're like a very, very... I went to this like very independent music festival recently with some friends. Uh, I knew none of the bands because they are all like very, very fringe. And I left with a t-shirt and two records, um, which is a great, awesome. a great, yeah. a great way to leave. Um, and Gallops was described to me as their aesthetic musically is like Hotline Miami. And I was like, okay, I'm down for that. Um I'm also down for that. I think you would really like them. It's 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 a that great mix of kind of like synthy eighties inspired electronica um, and some hard rock aesthetics. So oh, it's cool. just like synths plus screaming guitars. Um, really really good. Um, I will. So I've been going back that to out. that. It's been instrumental, and I've been listening to a lot of ten second beats. I'll be honest, a lot of ten second beats. Whilst they work, nice. um, works out very nicely. So that's me. Um, I I'm so and I. <laughs> Ironically, I tried to sort of fix this and come, failed horrifically, um, but I'm just terrible about the way that I um, consume music, which is why I started um, trying to listen through some discographies, and now I've just been listening to Nine Inch Nails for about four months. Um, I, this, <laughs> so, happens. this happens, I know. The, so that's kind of just what I, the way I approach things. I just end up finding an artist and latching onto them for a very long period of time. Yeah. Um, it's com- it's comforting. It's nice. It is, yeah. But I have been listening to. I watched um, Janelle Monae's film album, like concept album, film "Dirty Computer." I've I've um, listened to the album and like it. Yeah, but I've not not watched the thing. the The film is is. I mean, it's mostly it's like a collection of music videos that is kind of strung together narratively, um, but it is also exceptional, and I really liked it. And I have been also just listening to that album quite a lot because it is very good. So, just thing I need to do more, which is just explore more music. But I am generally not good at 
but no yeah. me too like i listened to the beatles revolver today because i was on the radio <laughs> and they had the guy on the radio who was working on the reissue of revolver and i was like i should just revolver again so i did that <laughs> so there you go that's how basic i am but that's the end of the questions thanks for all the hard work you put into this pod the work you two and everyone else at the twin geeks put into this and all the other shows and articles is amazing and i love the little community you've helped carve out thank you very much ben really really appreciate that um thank you always glad to be a part of it now i have a message from matt this is anything that matt sent the greatest email ever um to the stacks which will be revealed on the most recent stacks office hours and he censored most of it and said it had to be read out live on air and it was fabulous that is exactly the case here Excellent. I don't know what any of this is. The whole thing is censored. He just said, here's an email for spoiling things. Best left unread. I have no idea what this says. So I am going to Baby reveal... shoes never worn. <laughs> I'm going to reveal this email and let's find out what Matt has sent in. <laughs> Good start. What Matt's going to tell me off. <laughs> Greeting Zebra and Zero Zebra. Hey! <laughs> to, celebra- to celebrate the one year anniversary of you spoiling No Time to Die for the World, I think it's yeah. only fitting that you spoil the next Bond movie. The franchise is ah. in a position for a full reboot, so go ahead and pitch us a title, cast, director, and plot outline. Oh my god. But you can only use elements of the films you've covered so far on spoiling things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, this is, this is fantastic. This is how you got us last time. You're like, oh, <laughs> I get it. You're like, ah. This is okay. fantastic. Title okay. pieced together from words in spoiling things titles. Cast chosen yeah. from actors and movies you spoiled for us. Um, and he's given a list of um, characters. Um, director, again, has to be a director you've covered so far. Plot, you can have some freedom for this one as long as it somehow matches your title. Okay. So, thankfully, we have a list of everything we've covered on the show. Yeah, we do. Hmm. So, uh, let's start. We'll go top down. Let's start with the title. Um, probably now I'm just going to say I'll probably have to go back and, and cut out some silence here as we kind of yeah, yeah, this yeah. out. Um, I mean, Flux Gourmet is a good title. It's too short for a Bond title, though. I guess it's not. Let's see. I feel like... Okay. You might have more overall Bond familiar. I've seen. Have more I've seen all the Bonds. I've seen yeah. all of them. Um, um, how do we want to do this? I mean, it's. I feel like it's got to be several words for our. I like Bond the tragedy player. of. I like the tragedy of. Okay, that's a good start. Um, okay. Um, oh god, it's just these, these weirdly, these titles don't fit together very well. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly, um, see how they charge our real space <laughs> <laughs> after might be a good, like, just like first word after men, after men, after men, <laughs> after men, uh, after men. Unfortunately, films with the title, the name word after in them have been ruined for me by that awful fucking series. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't really unrelated know I to hear, After Game, which is a movie I, I love. hear there's a I hear there's a finds in it. The zeros and ones is a good one to play off yeah, as well. Yeah. The tragedy of zeros and ones. 
I kind of like that, to be honest with you. Moon Age Daydream could be a name for a bomb film. I'm saying if Moonraker can work. Um, right, that's true. Zeros and Ones would be a great name for like a post 9 11 light bond movie. That would have been that would be the time. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Secrets. The Secrets of. The Secrets uh, of the Grey Men. Secrets of the Grey Men. That's three um, titles together. <laughs> the Secrets of the Grey Men. I, I feel like Dispatch is usable as a good Bond word, too. Secrets Crimes of the, of the Eternals. That's too sci-fi, though. Eternals doesn't fit for a, for a Bond thing, I don't think. Yeah. Crimes of the Zeros isn't bad, though. Crimes of the Zeros. Oh, yeah. Cri- Crimes of the Zeros. Yeah. I like Love that. that. Yeah, okay, Crimes of the Zeros is our, our, our Bond film. Can we call it gourmet, gourmet Crimes of the Zeros? Sure, why not? Fuck it. Um, Maverick Crimes. Maverick <laughs> Crimes of the Mavericks. James Bond Gourmet Crimes of the Zeros. <laughs> James Bond will return in Gourmet Crimes of the Zeros. Gourmet might be a little much. Um, Fine. Flux Crimes. Okay, Crimes of the Zeros, I think, is a good title. Crimes of the Zeros, okay. Okay, so now cast. Got a cast. Every chosen. Bond, everywhere, all at Bond. Um, <laughs> we're, we're moving on. <laughs> Fine. Um, okay, so let's start with we have to cast Bond from actors and movies that we have spoiled. Robert Patterson. I mean, that's a good pick. I, I mean, because it has to be someone British, right? I mean, I just think I've nailed it. I think you have. I think that's the best pick. I can't or think of Colin Farrell and really, really, really annoy everyone. I mean, honestly, that would, I, that would, I that think would start I would like a war. that even more. <laughs> that would start a war. We can't have an Irishman. I mean, well, I guess well. Sasha Ryan. Of... <laughs> honestly, also a good pick. Um, Francis McDormand. I don't know about that one. <laughs> oh, no. Take it all back. Take it okay. all back. Matt Farley. Matt Farley. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Farley is James Bond. You know what? It's Matt's question. I think we have to cast Matt Farley as Bond yeah, for Matt, this one. Matt, Matt Crimes Farley of the Zeros <laughs> starring Matt Farley. Matt Farley is James Bond. Okay, okay so Matt... They unknown. We went for the most popular musician in the world. Um, okay, so now we have James Bond. Who are we going to cast as our villain? Oh, Jared Leto. <laughs> okay, but I mean... I feel like we could pick someone better than that. I don't think we could, personally. But you don't think we could? No, I think that's the best. But fine. Um, I mean, Adam Scott from Sonic, maybe, but probably not. Um, <laughs> Bringing that back. <laughs> um, hmm. Do we cast Idris Elba as the villain? And oh, and we do it so you think he's going to be Bond, and it turns out he's not. So we have a, a you know Bond's have a pre-credit stinger. So the pre-credit stinger is you think you're following Idris Elba as Bond. Oh, it's Idris Elba's crimes. 
and it's and then it reveals at the end that what you think is a is a mission to break into some evil Russians or something because it's a Bond movie, so evil Russians is sure. actually a mission to break into MI6. Okay. And he just shoots Q in the face. Well, and then, that's bam, perfect. So the now we have Bond and villain. Now we have to cast Q. Oh, who gets shot in the face? <laughs> so now we know what happens to them. Who do you want to do it to? <laughs> do you want to cast Jared Leto as Q? So I was going to say Jim Cummings, face? but... <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a pretty good pick. I think uh, Jim Cummings would be a good Q. And maybe he doesn't get shot in the face at the beginning. Maybe he gets like injured at the beginning. But I think Jim Cummings as Q. Or... Um, Oh, what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, I like that. Okay, I mean, it's a shame that you've just, shot her in the face. But... Shot the... No, M gets shot in the face. M is Jim Cummings and gets shot in the face. <laughs> okay, sure. M's not on the list, so you can say... I guess he says he does end it with anybody else you think is necessary, so... No, sure. M is Bruce Campbell and gets shot in the face. Oh, okay, there you go. I was going to say, yeah. we can include Bruce Campbell. Um, okay, yeah. Money Penny is the next one. So they need to be romantically like involved with but we've also, Matt next, Farley. After that, we've got love interest. So I think we ah, can... Oh, we so can, a bit of like push and pull. This is we the... can, Yeah, we can cast Money Penny separately. I, th- I think that is outside of being a specific love interest. Yeah. Um, oh, God. There's so many, so many great choices here. Um, Leatherface? Leatherface? <laughs> <laughs> like the actor who played Leatherface, <laughs> or are you just now you're just I, putting characters I, from movies in it. I presume that Leatherface played Leatherface. Um, um, I mean, Sasha Ryden would be a good money penny. I, I think so. I was I was about to suggest the same thing. Um, yeah. I've got or oh no 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 no. Um, what's her name that was in Shiver Baby and Body Bodies? Oh, Rachel Sonnet. But like she sucks. Like she's like a, like a really bad. Like she's just got like a. They've replaced her, and she's like part time working as like a PA and like administrator, and like is not. Every time you walk in, like okay. she's like not really doing a job. Like so, yeah. Register not as a doesn't care, but still has got this job as my. Okay, opinion. that's a that's great. I've got the perfect suggestion for love interest. Uh, I'm putting Ethan Hawke is going to be our. I was going to say Matt <laughs> Farley and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Matt Farley and Ethan Hawke. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm glad we were on the same page there. And then finally, Felix Leiter. Oh, I think it should be Gwendolyn Christie. What was uh, she in that we covered? Flux Gourmet. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Great suggestion. I like that. Uh, Anybody else you want to add to this list? I think we've got a pretty solid cast here. You did add M already. I think Blofeld. Um, Blofeld's coming back. Oh God, my least favorite character. Uh, Blofeld. Let's have. Is... Uh, what about Vigo play Blofeld? Oh, actually, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. What was your suggestion? Yeah, yeah I was. I was going to suggest something dumb. So forget that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> All right, we'll just go with mine. Yeah. <laughs> or or Kirk from the Lad Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that's good too. Yeah. Um. Okay. Or Timothy Chalamet. No. (laughs) I don't really have anything against him, but he can stay in Dune, I think, for now. Um, Yeah. Okay. 
So I think that's a good cast. So now we have to yep. find a director from what we mm. have covered so far. Who is going to direct the next Bond movie? Okay. Um, I mean, I would the... love to. Can we get SS Rajamuli to direct our Bond movie? <laughs> that was going to be my first. <laughs> I think our cast is not really conducive to his areas of expertise, unfortunately. Um, hmm. But this, that's perfect. If SS Rajamuli sure. directs it, then he can direct Matt Farley's song and dance number in, <laughs> in the I'm... Bond movie. Yeah, I was going to say George Miller, though. Ooh, okay. Or Abel Ferrara. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can pick anyone better than Abel Ferrara. I would love to see Abel Ferrara's take on Bond. It would be 75 minutes and not three hours. <laughs> Especially with the cast that we've got as well. It was, it was really... Yeah. Alright, are we going with Abel Ferrara? I think Abel Ferrara, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good pick. I feel yeah. like we've we've mostly gotten through the basics I think we've of made plot. a really good movie I, I think we I think we do have a really good movie Matt Farley is the next Bond I think that's perfect yeah and I think we've we've, we've planned out the pre-credit stinger and not the rest of the movie <laughs> <laughs> I mean the rest of the movie is going to be about him dealing with redundancy um, and having to to make it with life outside of, of MI6 um, in austerity Britain and he makes his way as a songwriter that does novelty <laughs> music and it's kind of like okay. a local legend okay perfect um, and love faces on it but I feel like we're giving it too much plot if Abel Ferrara is directing it so yeah true it's a mood piece it's a mood piece about the state of the world in the post pandemic maybe Idris Elba's character blew up MI6 but you're not really sure if that actually yeah. happened or and, not and then, it, and then it happens again at the end of the film you're like wait and it happens again in the middle of the film but it's slightly different each time you're like is this real and oh, that's perfect so that means yeah. that Matt Farley gets to introduce and then explain the movie at the end which yeah. Is, I yeah, love yeah, that. yeah 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 uh, I think we've created a really great uh, so both really great new bond just, I, I mean yeah it, they're yeah. taking bond we're, we're taking bond in a bold new direction and it's a split timeline because i've always wanted okay. this in a bond movie because i've always the next if i actually was to make a bond movie i would make okay. it generally i would set it in the 60s as like and then i'd have a story of like blonde washed up at a tribunal in the modern day being like rate of the coals for misconduct in ways that they don't accept with that's how i would ma- that's how i'd make a bomb movie I feel okay. like you have a, a classic like spy that. adventure in the 60s and him being held to account for his like attitudes etc etc about we don't do this like anymore so it's so, like a social network but with the james bond yes exactly so i'm gonna do that which therefore means that i get to cast a young james bond in the 60s which okay. therefore brings back my original casting what was your original casting? I was hoping you'd remember. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Patterson. Forgot, Patterson. That was forgot it. Me. Okay, so, yeah. there you go. So yeah, forgot brings back Patterson. Brings back Patterson as, as original casting. So Patterson is sixties Bond. Okay. And oh, this is a great. We got a great movie shaping up here. And yeah, and and weirdly, Idris Elba both blows up MI6 <laughs> yeah, in the sixties. I think we've got two and, movies now, maybe, but that's okay. In the present <laughs> and in the present day. Oh no, Idris Elba's come back, and therefore they feel that exploring this last this last the 60s plot is that what's going to solve so, the present yeah. plot 
Idris Elba is the villain in the 60s story. And it, it does like a Princess Bride kind of thing of being like, okay. oh, what? as in like the story you're telling us is not the okay. answer that happens. So there's a bit of like okay. storytelling and you're like, ah. And I think you see as the viewer what really happened, but you hear as being like, and there's and like, ah. Because okay. a, a secret was left and that's why Idris Elba can come back and blow up my sex. Great. Well, that was a fantastic question. Thank you very much, Matt, for that Please finance my movie. I think it's really good. <laughs> Very enjoyable question. Um, that's everything I have, unless you have anything that's come from outside um, as a question. But I don't think so. That's... I think I did, and then I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just all right. Well, maybe someday he'll remember, and uh, we'll return yeah. to whatever the question that was. Yeah. Um, and there we go. We've hit the end of the podcast, and Stephen <laughs> has hit the end of his wine. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you reveal my secrets. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, well, it's been a great first year, and I feel like that was a very good hmm. anniversary episode. We ranked everything we have covered. We had some fantastic questions. We kind of mm. reflected on how the podcast has come about we, and how we, we fixed the trajectory of Jane's Bond going forwards. So Absolutely, that's back on its tracks. Send that on to whoever owns the rights to James Bond. The Broccoli MGM? Estate? Guess the Broccoli yeah. Estate. Um, the Broccoli's, I don't know. Any final any final notes for this this episode? Um, my final note before I recommend the movie, because I remembered that segment. Oh, I, honestly I wasn't thinking we would do that on this episode, but let's do it. And I remember that segment, I meant just now I remember that segment. So do I have a movie to recommend? So my final thought is please, 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 please um, be like my good friend Vaughn and become a, a supporter of the Stacks. Um, Jack and I of Stacks fame um, have set up a Patreon to support our um, our products in general because we want to do it regularly and to give um, bonus stuff. So you can join at um, patreon.com slash the Stacks on film and we'd love it if you did. And if you join, you get access to some commentaries. Um, we recorded a Jason X commentary um, <laughs> yesterday, um, which that is I would exciting. if I, I would recommend Vaughn, you watch that. We first watch Jason X, hit that commentary because I think it's going to only add absolutely only add to the movie. I'm almost there. Um, I just watched seven the other day. So. Yeah, J- Jason X is really, really good. Really, really good. I mean, it's also kind of not. It's really, really good. Um, and we are doing the the Let's Try That Again series where we've revisited Dread, we've revisited um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I am watching a movie tomorrow morning that I know Vaughn likes a lot. I am watching, ooh, 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 it's a sci-fi horror. Oh, we're doing Event Horizon. Event Horizon, yeah, oh, I'm re-watching Event Horizon tomorrow. <laughs> I think Event Horizon is awesome i love that movie we'll see we'll see what i think um and you can find out what i think also i rewatched the lord of the rings trilogy did i post a review of the fellowship yes i did did i post a review (laughs) of the next two no i did not no i think i think lots of things for those movies sign up subscribe find out thank you very much uh yeah this is so so what do you have to recommend then um and uh, now that everybody has I've, I assume paused gone to sign up to the stacks and then come back so I've only watched bad movies for a while <laughs> I know I, I opened up my diary and it's <laughs> it's three awful Hellraiser sequels and then a bunch of shorts from the 30s I alternated between one star and three star for a while <laughs> I went oh, one star man. three star one star one star three star three star one star three star one star three star one star two star three star <laughs> 
That is not a very good trajectory. It's been bad. So I guess based on that, I recommend... Um, you know what? I recommend the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings movie. Um, really? And I'm going to recommend... Um, I don't think it's great. I think it's really, really interesting. And I recommend the Twin Geeks podcast where they talk about the Ralph Bakshi movies. Give <clears> a discussion <throat> on that. Or alternatively, for my cool friends, I recommend Hellraiser Hellworld. For the... <laughs> For those not in the know, which I would assume is most people, because why would you know? That movie's also um, good. It's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing because I haven't gotten there yet, but just Had so everyone I is aware. It when I recommended it? No. <laughs> Did I think it was good? No. <laughs> why I have so many Hellraiser sequels in my diary right now. Um, we did a film raffle and Steven recommended me Hellraiser 8 and I had only seen the first three. So I, I have had to watch all of these sequels. They are so terrible. I'm having a terrible time watching all of them. Um, but I did make yeah. you watch uh, AVP Requiem, uh, which I yeah, assume you had a terrible time with. But Yeah, it just sucks. You can't, I mean, you can't watch the movie because it's too dark. No, so that, you can't see anything. So that helped. Uh, um, I guess actually I recommend uh, a film from last year called The Dog Who Wouldn't Be Quiet, which Cody recommended to me as my 4,000th film um, from Anna Katz. Um, I don't know if it entirely works, but it's okay. really interesting. So it's, a, it's an Argentinian film um, from last year that is very episodic, is very much... I don't know, it's, it's, it's really, really, really hard to describe. I think... So Cody quoted a bit of me where I said, if it is about life lived versus life happening to us, but very gently so. So I think it's very much about the idea that life happens and it's what you make do with that yeah. uh, and engaging, but not in the way you'd think it would be. Okay. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a really strange film. It, it, it moves around weirdly. It goes into animation at points. It goes very high concept sci-fi at one point, which I was not expecting. Um, it's very much made with the pandemic in mind at, at aspects. It is not like a thing you've seen. And for some people it will really, really hit home. And I didn't okay. love it, but I haven't, I've thought about it a lot. Um, and I think emotionally it always works really interestingly. And I feel it does find the moments that define life by sifting through it. I don't think it's a compelling film to watch. And that's actually quite sure. It's it's not overly engaging. Um, but as a film to have watched and to think about, I think it's, it's, it's really fascinating about like systems and humanity and how systems get in the way of, 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 yeah. of, of being and living and what what life is like and how life is episode it, it, it's hard to talk about i'm talking about it badly i think it's really worth watching i don't think it's great i think it's really worth watching i am certainly very interested in, in checking it out um good good recommendation and congratulations on four thousand films that is quite Thank a you. lot some um, were good most of them were not um so before I got into this nightmare of terrible horror sequels, um, I watched a film called The Hourglass Sanatorium. I really want to watch that film. Uh, Polish movie, and it is just mm. brilliant, brilliant I film. love Eastern um, European stuff. Ugh. Yeah, it, it is definitely kind of the... And it's, it's a corner of cinema that I have not explored enough, but it's like that thing where every time that i do take the time to explore it I, it is so rewarding um mm. i just think that that kind of stuff is always so fascinating and the presentation is so different from what um i think is expected from a lot of the um kind of circles of film that we watch and it's always yeah. very fascinating to see a 
such a different approach to things and this movie is like absolutely that it's loosely about a man who goes to a sanatorium where his father is dying um, to visit him but very quickly it is not really that and it just becomes kind of an extended dream sequence and like it's it's easy to talk Hell about yes. like, kind of a film being dreamy but like this is one of those that i think really and it's interesting when different films choose to delve into the concept of dreams and like the different sort of ways that that manifests like i think a movie that does that exceptionally well is paprika but it doesn't paprika doesn't quite do it in the same way that this does where like this feels like just a very loosely connected he's basically walking through the rooms of this sanatorium and just like it's kind of that thing where like he walks through a door and it's just like a completely different place and different things start happening and it, it very much captures that feeling of dreaming where it's like nothing quite links together perfectly or makes perfect sense but every individual sequence and scene that mm. plays out is so expressionistic and fascinating and really like it's it is such a good expression of sort of the way we like internalize emotions and how that stuff then expresses in our thoughts um just like a lot of like abstract ideas that kind of make up what is going on with this character and yeah it's just really really exceptional and fascinating and the production design is just outstanding and incredible um really really just amazing movie to to witness and watch um so i highly recommend it really need to watch that really do i mean you know our good friend kodiak gave it 3.5 out of 3.5 so (laughs) the top score for kodiak yeah the top score for a film he's not seen 12 times before (laughs) or was not a horror film from the 80s so um but yeah so that's that's my recommendation um anything else that you want to plug before we uh take off here no no all right well i just i will kind of loosely end by just saying thank you everyone so much for listening and for giving us yeah thank you come together every other week and talk about movies i have had so much fun doing this podcast and Hmm. especially like us creating that sort of interactive element with emails and everything has has made it just really wonderful to like actually be able to sort of connect with people that i know are listening and enjoying and appreciating um which is something that often you don't quite know if that's actually happening you know Um, yeah but that engagement has been just a lot of fun Um, but yeah it's been it's been a great year and i hope to uh continue and have uh much more fun doing this in the future yeah we're kicking into award season coming up so it's gonna be a, a lot of movies um coming out soon i've seen trailers for things that i'm excited about things that maybe i won't even like but look really interesting uh and i'll do a more um probably more formal announcement at some point but i will tease a little bit that calvin and i have been working on something fun for awards season as well so look out for oh that i did soon. not know about this very very um, cool uh, trying to trying to compete with the stacks huh, <laughs> huh? it's different it's different don't worry mm. i'm not would not Better want be. to just would not Better want to be. just steal that from you guys no um, mm, yeah we invented awards <laughs> <laughs> um 
but yeah um thank you all so much for listening um we will be back in two weeks with uh, more films to discuss i have no idea what will be on our plate but I'm yeah sure if, if all else fails we'll fall back to hellraiser but you know i'd rather not we could you know but i mean the problem is that by the time that would come out it would be after halloween so it'd be a little late to talk uh, about hellraiser and halloween which is a bummer we'd, we'd um, be burying hell at that point rather than raising it so i guess, <laughs> I guess that work. Um, yeah but we'll be back with uh more movies and then we'll be back for the rest of the next year um, yeah and yeah see us in the new james bond film Crimes <laughs> of the <Sins. laughs> Perfect. starring matt farley um, <laughs> your new james bond had to be british Absolutely. we said so we did, we did say from, that and from, then immediately from, your next suggestion was new matt england farley. new england you know what you're right it's a new approach new england brand new bond brand new england that's actually the tagline <laughs> brand new bond brand new england for new england james <laughs> terrible tagline for a movie <laughs> But I, love I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. And it's all set in New England, by the way. It's all, it's all filmed in Manchester. Um, so yeah. I love it. That's perfect. Not by the sea, obviously. But no. Um, <laughs> so um, that's our show this week. Um, so yeah, if there's nothing else, then until next time, I'm thinking of ending this podcast.